Welcome back to what we are praying is the last installment of the Avengers. Not because we don't enjoy each other's company, but we just want to make it through phase one. We really do. And I'm pretty sure you all listening want us to make it through too. Mm -hmm. If nothing else, just for us to shut the hell up. Move on to (laughs) Doctor Who or something. Yeah, exactly. I'm tired, boss. So, (laughs) hey, boss. (laughs) So... Welcome to Every Man's Guide to Nerddom, where we are two 30 to 40-something-year-olds who talk about pretty much whatever we want. I'm Chris. And I'm Kyle, and you guys might know us from the Twitches as uh, Guyver and Kasig. And uh, with us is Mr. B-Rob. How are you today, sir? I'm doing good. I'm ready to uh, finish up this movie and hopefully stop annoying all your listeners. Oh, you've actually been getting good feedback. Way better than that other guy on the Nurky. Yeah, that that other way guy. better th- that what's his name? Justin. You he, he's he's, he's much more handsome though, and he's got better hair. Well, well he, he has better, better hair than yeah. all of us. Mm-hmm. He has that perma soft hair. Yeah, really. I'm, no, I'm pretty, actually jealous. I can say that because he's not on this one. Yeah, I'm. I'm fairly certain that that's Gorilla Glue. Probably. Like it's probably not even real hair. No, it's, it's not. Just... He he goes to local barber shops and just kind of they see him crawling around on his belly and mm-hmm. grabbing it all. So where we left off was uh hour and eleven minutes into the film, <laughs> right when we see Hawkeye uh taking aim at the helicarrier. Um, and Banner is saying, uh, what did I say? He said, uh, I'm always angry. Mm-hmm. Mm, did he say it? I thought he said that no, later. No, 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 no. Or a movie. Yeah, he said, he said, yeah, he didn't say it in that part. No, it's not to like way. Yeah, it's the end. All right. Or so not this, the end, but. This is the part where Banner's talking about how he tried to kill himself. Right. Right. So. How did you guys feel about this part? Because it's, we always know Hulk has always been a tragic character. Mm-hmm. Like, I just remember feeling like just sad at this part because it's like, oh, he just doesn't want to be in this world anymore. Mm. That, that part, that one was, I don't know, some may say that it's like it wasn't needed or if it was too far because, I mean, it, it touches on, like, he tried to kill himself. Blunt, right there. And uh, I'm glad they put that in. Uh, just because it, one, you know, it it lets you relate to the Banner side and the human side more so because, you know, Hulk's such a big character physically, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, in every way that the the human side of him the banner side the original side 
can get overshadowed really easy. And this, you know, lets you know that he's got a struggle that may be harder than arguably anybody else on the Avengers because he, as far as he knows, he can't die. Like, he's pretty well immortal. And, um, and him having to deal with the, the physical and the mental strain of hulking out and hulking back in uh, is taking its toll on him. So and I think it makes you appreciate the character a lot, a lot more. Yeah. I think they're all fighting these inner battles, but his is, is more extreme and he's definitely at odds with himself. And um, I think it, I think Literally. like you said, <laughs> I, I think they really did a good job putting us in, putting this in there because uh, it really set, it humanized them and, and Ruffalo does such a good job at, uh, at this part. Mm-hmm. Um, but as the movie progresses and then as the other movies come into play, it's just that progression where he comes to terms and, you know, and by um, end game, you know, he's at terms with it. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's at yeah. peace with what he, <laughs> what he is and what he can do, um, you know, and, but throughout this whole thing, we see different struggles. And um, I think it's just a really good, aspect of the character that like i said uh, mark ruffalo did an amazing job at he really did and yeah. his is the only character that we can s- that his inner t- turmoil is a physical manifestation of it manifestation manifestation i'm tired there it is <laughs> i'm tired leave me alone it's been a long week i think we just we just all talked about this we've all had long weeks so mm-hmm Forgive us. We'll try and we will entertain. We will entertain you. Um, what I found really interesting is, you know, they all they're all if they have a gun, they're reaching for their gun at this point. And they're looking at Hulk. And then they said, Dr. Banner, you know, put down the staff. And he didn't even realize he grabbed the staff and the staff is glowing. So that tells you Loki's got a little hand in some something, something here. And I love his line where he says, uh, you're not going to get to see my little party trick after all. Yes. Um, I really like that one, too. And then, uh, you know, Cap and and uh, Iron Man are still fighting. And I do love the part where Hawkeye literally shoots the arrow into the wind and it arcs backwards and goes exactly where he wants it. Like, that is just, that was sweet. Yeah. Um, that's why that's why I he like blows up the engine. Yeah, go ahead. That's why I like him and and Natasha because they're you know human. Like there's their extra abilities are their own extra abilities. It's uh not superpowers and things like the more I go back and rewatch these, the more I like Hawkeye. Like more and more and more. Um just i mean some of the stuff is it is over the top and it has to be and it should be because of the type of movies that they are but i, I liking the more i go back and rewatch these more than i did the first couple of runs i concur sir yep um next thing you know this is the this is the big scene well we'll kind of speed this up a little bit but basically they're invading the carrier Loki's forces. It's not basically they are invading the carrier and Cap instead of asking a que- or, uh, putting a statement on, you know, like a challenging statement, 
put on the suit. He looks at Tony and says, put on the suit. Like, a, you know, please, please put on the suit. You gonna put on the suit, please? <laughs> please? Yeah, they're... Uh, and then, uh, you know, everyone's... The bravado kind of it, it stopped right then. That's kind of where the bullshit stopped. And it's like, all right, we really probably... We've got bigger problems. Take care of it. Let's put all our stuff aside and... And I like how, and they do that several times throughout the course of the series. Of, you know, they're going to butt heads and like, oh, okay, well, we got stuff to take care of, so we'll take care of this later. I agree. It was awesome. And then next thing we know, we're down in, I'm assuming, like a sub-basement or some sort of storage area. The spaceship has where... a basement? It's really bottom-heavy. <laughs> the, Alamo, <laughs> the Alamo's got a basement? That's where Pee Wee's bike is. Uh, I was thinking of the boiler room in the. Uh, that. Um, oh yeah. Forget the name of the ship. Anyway. <laughs> you know the one with the thing with the, and the engine. The thing and the and there's mutinies in space and boiler rooms and. <laughs> with Calgon, Calgon, who takes me away. We more of him. So we have. The widow is trapped under this giant um, pipe, I guess you could say, some sort of duct. Mm. Uh, her foot's there. And then Banner is down on the ground. Just, you think he's hurt at first. But then all of a sudden, you see the look of panic on Widow's face. Mm. Just utter terror at this point. And she's saying, you know, we're going to be okay. Listen to me. I will get you out of here. I swear on my life. You know, some guys run up, she waves them off. And then I love this part because, you know, he's still kind of banging on the floor and he turns real quick and looks at her and says, your life just this monstrous voice at this point. And half his face is starting to turn green. And out pops the Hulk. We get to our first official look at Avengers Hulk. Mm-hmm. Um. And the, uh, the I will tell you during this part here, I Rocolo. the Rock, <laughs> the Rocolo. I like that. I actually, what I liked about this is you can tell how far the CG came since the incredible Hulk. Mm-hmm. He's a good looking Hulk. Um, just, yeah, he is a good looking. He's, he's a handsome green man. He is. So it was, it's just a really fun scene of uh, Hulk doing what he does best. And that's just demolishing everything in sight going after widow. So I, I just remember just going, just kind of on the edge of my chair in the theater watching this because it was just starting to suck you in at this point. Like first the tension between the team and now all of a sudden there's actually fighting. Right. Like so this, I, and this, this is sits, really sits one of the up. first scenes where she shows a lot of emotion. Yeah, yeah, it is true, isn't it? Like, it's not the uh, fake emotion; it's the one where she was genuinely scared. Yeah. And what we are actually, you saying, Kyle? Next, we get to see like this is the first time where we see Hulk, and he, you know, later on he he has some more uh, focus and control, but he's just right now just batshit wild, going whatever after whatever's in front of him, and. Uh, I like how you also see that progression as it goes through of him slowly having a little bit more control and more and more control over what he's doing when he when he is in Hulk form. 
So next thing we know, you know, he's chasing Natalie around. Um, Nat around down there. Um, and then we get a look at Iron Man and Captain America outside. They're trying, Tony's getting a good look at the engine to see what has to be done. And he, he, you see the schematic pop up. I really, really love how they do the inside, the helmet mm -hmm. with all the overlays. I just think it's really cool. I've always liked that. I've always thought that, you know, I, I wouldn't have thought to do that from inside the helmet. It's like a third person, but it's a first person. Mm -hmm. right. and I, I like how you get. So he's looking at that the comparison here between him and Cap. And we have the high tech, new school, and then. Mm -hmm. just cap you know he's he's barking out orders to cap to you know like you know what do you see tell me what it is and you know caps what like less than a year out of uh coming out of the freezer and and so he's mm -hmm. looking at the in the box and he's like it's it seems to run on some sort of electricity you know it's like he's he's still trying to be helpful but he's like this this is the best i can do <laughs> you know i mean it's you know, it's a lot of blinky lights. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of blinky lights. So we know that's a little bit more than electricity. Yeah. Odds are it's like fiber or something, just Tony, you know, Stark tech. Next thing you know, we're back in the Space Mutiny dungeon. Mm -hmm. Boiler room. Boiler room. Just waiting for somebody to scream. And the widow is... <laughs> You got me on that one. The widow's down there, you know, trying to hide. And then all of a sudden you see, what'd you call him? Uh, Rolkolo. The Rolk? The Rolk. The Rolkolo. Mm -hmm. He pops up, just kind of, you know, roars at her and then just starts demolishing anything in his path. I mean, there's no stopping him. Mm. There is no stopping him. And I think, B-Rob called it, you know, he hits the widow. She goes flying. He goes up against the uh, side and he's getting ready to, uh, I think, deal the the killing blow. And all of a sudden this flying object just hits him and you see Hulk or uh, Hulk rolling on the ground and then there's Thor. And then again, where B-Rob called it is just the pure look of relief and terror on the widow's face mm -hmm. at that part. Yeah, she had because a, I, a flash she of her she, own mortality. You know, she had always all of her situations. You know, just from knowing about her and seeing the little bits that we've seen in these movies leading up, she's even when she doesn't appear to be in control, she's always in control of her situations that she's involved in. And I think this is the first time we see her, one of the few times we see her where she like has no control about what's happening. She can't affect the outcome at all. She can just run. And she's on pure instinct, and instead of, and so that loss of control for her is uh, has to be has to be tough. Um, that's where I think it's where you get the panic and all. Like you actually get to see some real emotion out of her. Yeah, and I think that's why I think about when I think about this movie, that scene ranks so high up there for me because it's our first glimpse of the Hulk, like you said, in his true, you know, monstrous form losing his shit and then we see some humanity in natasha and that uh -huh. 
she's scared shitless. Yeah. Which is which is just great because she's you know she's the ultimate spy. Right. She doesn't show emotion unless she wants you to think she's showing emotion. Yeah. She wasn't. Just, it there. When you think about it, you don't. You can't. I don't know if I can really think of think of a scene where like Fury showed emotion. You know. Mm-mm. I mean, so. he got he got. You think he got mad, but it's just Samuel L. Jackson's normal talking voice. Yeah. Right. For you and I, it would be screaming. Yeah. Well, I guess I think about not angry as much as like I don't. I can't think of him being panicked. Mm-mm. Really, Even, like like she like she is like you see Hill get like that, mm-hmm. um, and you see um, Barton, you see Natasha, but I I don't know if I can remember any scene in any of the movies where I really felt like Nick looked panicked even when you know he's lying on his deathbed essentially yeah he'll he'll be urgent you know, or, or, yeah but i don't think ever i don't think panic ever comes over him i mean he he'll impart a great sense of urgency on those around him but uh and I, don't, I, don't, I don't recall him being panicked through any of it i like how you put that because it's he imparts it around them but it's like he basically tells them motherfucker you're gonna do this mm-hmm. right so he didn't and that's really kind of why you know and that's the thing like when i think about like the comics kind of i feel like it, it's it's very different but you know that is that is uh how samuel L. jackson's fury leads by example mm-hmm. by always keeping it together by always pushing by giving those nudges in different ways by knowing how to motivate um and not maybe the scare tactics um and, and it's just a very different way than i remember the comic nick fury in a lot of in a lot of cases his the motivation com- techniques well, and the comic nick fury didn't show himself a lot <clears throat> to non-combatants right. so even to combatants he was always behind the scenes um not so much in the later years but towards the beginning so i love this next scene where you know thor slowly getting up and he just you know, Hulk's roaring at him. Thor's just cool as can be at this point. Just holds his hand out, and you knew what was coming. Just holding it out, holding it out, and all of a sudden, what flies into his hand, Kyle? We get uh, it takes a it takes a second, but he does get uh, Mew Mew back, and I'll, I like the build up for it. Built up for it, it wasn't this yeah. snap. You know, he, it's like, is it going to come? Is it not going to come? Uh, but he didn't panic, so I didn't panic as much. But they, their fight scene in this hangar was was great, you know, showing that uh, you, you see Angry Hulk when after he throws uh, Mjolnir at him and he can't pick it up, and, you know, he's digging in. This, These are the, the two, you know, these are your two strong men. This is the, the uh, your, your two guys... Uh, it's, my head, the the, it's your heavy hitters. Yeah, it's uh your smash squad. The two guys from uh, Mighty Ducks, the ones that always send in direct stuff. That's that's who the Bash Brothers. Bash Brothers. Bash Brothers. There Bash we Brothers. go. I was trying to I was trying to get there. Fulton and uh Fulton was Reed and I can't think of the other guy's name. Dean it's... Portman. Got it. There you there go. I I was drawing a blank. I... Yeah. Kudos Nerd. to B Rob. I I forgot Still about trap. that. Well, I remember. I, knowledge. Yeah, you are. But 
all I could remember was Fulton because Fulton was also in Daredevil. Ooh, so, yeah. so yeah, I brought that up for a reason. <laughs> yeah, you know, non-canon stuff. But yeah, does that mean Nick Fury is Emilio Estevez in this version, and he's really like praying, bring the ducks? Anyway, on to is he Emilio Estevez? Quack. No, he's he's Joe. Quack. 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 No, he's Joe Estevez. Ah. Oh. Future War. So, or uh, was that Soul Taker? Soul Taker, wasn't it? Yeah. I'm glad we, like, so, we go to the bridge. You get to see, actually, you get to see Fury in action because you get to see that he's not, like, he, he did a little bit leading up to this, but he finally gets to kick some ass and uh, he kicks ass well. And so that lets you know that he's he's not just all talk because he could probably get by with a lot with just talking. He's not he's not just a pretty face. He's not just a pretty face. He's not. And I, I like liked his little ass kicking scene there because that that they gave a little bit more credence to his character. That he can back it up. Well, you know, Colton was just kind of walking like nothing was happening either. Oh, he's like super calm. He, he talked about Fury being calm. I think I think he was probably the calmest out of everyone on that ship at that point. Yeah, it's another day at the office. Yeah, like literally put his finger on the fingerprint reader, got his, you know, his retina scanned. And then we see more of the fight scene. And then a Harrier shows up. And Hulk is actually, uh, Thor is losing at this point, in my opinion. He's actually losing because, you know, the angrier Hulk gets, the stronger he gets. Mm -hmm. And frankly, he was getting super pissed. Yeah. So the Harrier's firing, you know, like, what, 2,000 rounds a second at him, Mm -hmm. hitting him. So Hulk goes and runs out and just jumps onto the jet and starts just demolishing it. Uh, It's not a Harrier. It looks like a Raptor more. Um, Rips the the wings off. Rips everything off. Launches the the poor pilot that like he was probably just some contract guy. Well, he was you know they were controlled by Loki, so he didn't even really you know know what's going on. So you imagine that like, one wasn't that one wasn't was that not he no he'll he'll gave him the order to shoot at Hulk. Yeah. Oh, okay. You you think you think a co- they hired a contractor to fly the Raptor? Baby, well, I got him crossed up. I thought he was one of <laughs> one of Loki's guys. He, he was on his ninety day probation period. <laughs> Still, yeah, he, he was contract to hire. <laughs> he was one day away. One day he away. Was one day away. And look what happened. Imagine if that was like his first, like if he was somebody that was just first new, day. new to Shield. Like they bring him on, like okay, and then like oh well, uh, we got all these soups now, and they go up in the air, and like oh, we need you to go fly the jet. Like this is a really weird first day at work. Oh, there's a giant green guy. Uh, we're going to need you to go shoot him. It's like, what have I signed up for? So maybe he was. <laughs> he goes. He goes. I don't even have my benefits yet. <laughs> I don't have dental. I'm still on probationary period. That's, like, that's what he's screaming. Is he the parachute goes? I don't even have dental yet. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when Hulk catches him midair and starts just tossing him around. You think he like he shows back up at work the next day, or he goes looking for another job? He's like, enough of that. I'm, 
Oh, I bet he didn't even go back to the office. I turned in an application like Starbucks or somewhere. I hope he wore his brown pants that day. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Bring me my brown pants. Oh, woman, where is my super suit? <laughs> the, uh, the, the, after that scene, when the explosion happened midair and you just see Hulk like launched the thing was I freaking love that. Just his <laughs> fly. That's one that like surely it was. I hope it was meant to be funny because I laugh at it every time to see him go flying. Too. Okay, good. Yeah. Surely it must have been. I question a lot of the things I laugh at in these movies and things like. I hope that was like supposed to be funny. I'm usually watching them by myself, and if there's nobody else, like I'm the only one laughing because I'm the <laughs> only one there, and so I don't know if anybody else is laughing at the things I'm laughing at. And uh, sometimes I find out later that they don't, and I shouldn't have laughed at it, and I feel bad. <laughs> But I'm glad that you guys laughed at that one also. So so the best is B-Rob just cracking up at you watching the movies by yourself laughing. It's stuff that probably shouldn't be laughed at. Yeah, uh, boys and girls, that what part's was not Kyle's funny, last... B-Rob. What, <laughs> what was Kyle's last favorite comedy? Oh, I believe it was Saw. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah way oh, up did you watch really it? It was so really funny. Hard. I laughed so hard. Yeah. That jigsaw, uh, I tell you. Oh, Jigsaw. He's, a, with a, he's one with the jokes. <laughs> he's one with the jokes. Mm -hmm. It's real slapstick uh, humor in the Saw movies. Yeah. Kyle calls Jigsaw slappy, just so you guys know. Mm -hmm. well, so, next Rob laughing and watching movies by myself. I'm not. That was the best. <laughs> not sad. Dick. No, I just go back to like our last episode where you were talking about, you know, the Terminator's pose naked, grabbing the shaft, that stuff. So that's what I think about when you're watching the movie by yourself. You're not wrong. <laughs> he's striking the Terminator pose while he's doing it. Yeah, that's one advantage to watching him alone. Then you can act the stuff out like that and nobody's there to judge you or bring it up. Thank you. Kyle gets done and he's doing the Iron Man pose, <laughs> the landing. Mm -hmm. You guys are missing. I'm out having too much fun with this by having yeah, friends and watching on. movies with people. <laughs> go, go, go on, I I can't breathe. <laughs> I don't even know what's happening in the movie now. I'm not. <laughs> I, I don't know either. But this would be the best Marvel movie ever. <laughs> Uh, so we're at the part. Hulk throws the pilot after he ejects. Oh, yeah. And then Hulk just kind of takes off falling. Tony, groaning. Tony's trying to push start the Harrier jet. Yeah, I kept Breaks waiting. the wreckage free, right? Yeah, it gets free, and he's in the turbine. He's trying to push. I kept waiting for him to, like, yell at somebody. Just pop the clutch. Pop the clutch. <laughs> <laughs> so you think someone yelled for him to drift? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I got to recover so he's, from that. So he's, he's, getting it, he's getting the turbine going, um, pushing it, and, you know, Cap's getting attacked at this point by the S.H.I.E.L.D. agents, and he shoots Yeah, I thought it was and, weird to see uh, at this point. I thought it was always strange when Cap picks up the machine gun. I yeah. guess that was like a really unexpected thing for me at that point. Well, because we've never seen Cap with the, one of the big weapons. It's always S.H.I.E.L.D. or like the handgun. He 
Um, I think he carried one during his World War II stuff, like some. I remember. I remember him using like Hydra weapons during some of the fight scenes on it on the Hydra agents. I thought there was one scene when they were like, it was during the uh, the montage one of the montage parts where it was showing all the cool stuff he was doing, like when he was actually going into battle. And I thought he was leading a charge, firing a weapon at one time. Like it's brief, but I may be wrong. I have to go back and look at that again. But I don't remember. I'm gonna have to rewatch that. Oh my god! I remember the pistol when he I beat up Hydra agents and grabbed like the Hydra gun. Yeah, the shield. He just doesn't do it. Often. In that montage where he like opens the hatch and he grabs the bag of grenades and throws it in. Yeah. I don't remember a machine gun. We get a. Uh... I don't either. So did we already see where? Oh yeah, we we get a good um, Hawkeye. Black Widow finally meeting back up and and uh, a good non-soup fight scene. I want to harp on those a lot. I like the non-soup right. fight scenes. Um, well, they're just they're unexpected. Mm-hmm. In a movie full of soups, you just don't expect these. Uh, I went in with I had lower expectations of them because they weren't soups. I yeah. be completely honest. And then I was just blown away with how good, like you guys are saying, how good they actually were. Mm-hmm. Like it shows you that Natasha and um, like Clint, they're Olympic class athletes and, yeah. you know, just trained, trained to kill their, you know, they're elite agents. Yeah. So it's, it, and you forget that just watching this. And she honestly might have like the best overall, like, Win loss record when it comes to fights. I can really only think of one where I felt like she got her butt handed to her. Yeah. Infinity War. Well, I was thinking of really Civil War when Ant Man. Yeah. When he flips her, but then even then, I think she shocks him and sends him off. So I think she ends up winning that one. And she didn't actually engage so the, Hulk it, in this fight, so you can't count count that one. That was it was more of an exhibition match anyway. But technically, technically, she hasn't lost. Right. Good point. Fair point, sir. I didn't even think about that. So something to think about there, listeners. Hulk. With next thing we know, or not Hulk, uh, Thor is running to the detention center where Loki is sees Loki standing in the, you know, with the open container. And so Hulk, Hulk, why do I keep calling Hulk? Thor goes, Mm. you know, face first after him. And it's an illusion. (laughs) And scene. Mm -hmm. Thor has his moments of not very smartness. Like, Thor, he's not, he's not the brightest hero. Really not. I mean, he's really not. (laughs) He has his times and but yeah that was that was not one of his better moments no and then you know nat uh nat is still fighting clint at this point like i said it's just it's just a really really good fight scene between the two of them just back and forth because they know each other so well so they can read each other's moves yeah 
And I love this part because this shows you how well they made this prison cell for Hulk. Yeah. When Thor hits it with Meow Meow. And it just, it cracks it. And not even a big crack. Just the point of impact. It's like a a laptop screen when you stab it with a pencil. Yeah. That's kind of what it was. Just like how do you very know, precise and not big. How many laptop screens have you stabbed with a pencil? None, but I work for a school district. Oh, okay, well then, okay, then that makes sense then. I have seen more interesting things happen to those screens than I care to admit. So, okay. It happens. You get a pass on that one. That makes more sense. I forgot about that. That makes more sense then. It happens. And the best is when the kids lie to you and tell them, I don't know how that happened. And, you know, they're holding the pencil or the pencil has their name on it. Isn't it funny? It's like Fury <laughs> walked in and Thor standing there by the crack screen, like, what happened to my cage? Well, I don't know. <laughs> he points at Loki. <laughs> right. <laughs> it, it was the god of trickery. Yeah. I don't know. It was like that when I came in here. <laughs> they, they both point at Coulson. <laughs> Poor Coulson. Wrong. <laughs> so, you know, Loki, uh, this is one of my favorite parts right here of the whole movie because Loki's just cracking up and says, do humans think us immortal? Should we test that? Because we think they are immortal. The, all throughout Thor, we didn't think, you know, that they had, you know, we knew that their lifespan was just way longer than a human, mm -hmm. but we weren't sure by how long and if they could even die by conventional means. And Loki is saying, yes, we can at this point. No, Coulson shows up. And the part that I don't and, like to get to. Now, hey, why don't you describe it? Or why don't you go through this since you don't like it? Uh, you're gonna make me I don't... okay. Well, or B Rob can do it because B Rob yeah. can do it impartially. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Coulson walks up and he's he's got a, a fancy new toy. Um, and as he's talking to Loki, he's like, you know, yeah, this is a, you know, we did this after, um, after the destroyer came up. I don't even know what it does. And he points it, pulls the trigger as it starts to fire up. Then all of a sudden the end of the spear comes through his chest and Thor loses it inside the cage or inside the container. Um, it's a cage. Yeah. And uh, Coulson falls to the ground. Um, blood comes out of his mouth. So you, you know, it's a serious thing. Uh -huh. um, and it, that's just really, and that one, that one got me too. I mean, that one was one of those things I was, I was really, I was really surprised. Yeah, well, it you was didn't so think, quick yeah. when it happened. When you didn't think that they would kill off a character who's been around since the first movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I hate that they just always thought did. Yeah. You know, I would have loved to have seen him throughout the whole, just through the run and see everything happen because I liked him. I, I Carlton's a great character. I really, really, really liked him, but the you know we we see that they they needed this little little kick in the ass to get going. But yeah, and 
you know, I, I just, I never thought because, you know, he has all these pieces and all these movies and all these connections. I, I thought he was just going to end up being something bigger. And he was, I honestly felt like he was going to take on some mantle at some point. Mm-hmm. I like didn't be, know. Like be the, like, liaison for the Avengers or something. Well, and I mean, I didn't know, you know how they, <clears throat> at this point in time, we didn't know how good these were going to be. And yeah, I didn't know if they were going to go, you know, a DC route or so, some weird way where all of a sudden this guy's Ant-Man or this guy, I mean, all of a I mean, he takes on different mantles or, you know, um, and he, but he becomes somebody he shouldn't have been, but because they set him up like that. So I, I didn't know. And I guess that's why I thought he was going to be bigger and last longer. And I still had hope. Um, with Agents of Shield and everything, he was mm-hmm. going to come back, and we were everybody was going to be like, oh, "You're alive," you know. It's um, so, but but I agree, it needed to be done. It was perfectly done. Mm-hmm. So, so Coulson's, you know, hurt badly. Loki walks over to the uh, control panel, hits it. It floor opens up, and then. Hits the button. Hit the button, Frank. Mm-hmm. And Thor's cage, his container, just plummets down, and you see it in free fall. I'm like what? What they say is like eighteen thousand feet at that point, something like that. Yeah. And Hawkeye and the Widow are still fighting at this point. So that's how you know, like while all this is going on, they're still fighting. Mm-hmm. And to me, they were pretty evenly matched. It was a great fight. And then yeah. it was a great fight. Yeah, it was. It was one of the best like one-on-one fight scenes, I think, throughout the whole, any of the phases. Well, and then you see, you know, Clint starting to overpower her at one point. Hawkeye is. And he's got the knife and it's almost there. And what this is one of my favorite scenes because it shows Widow will do whatever it takes to get out of a situation or to use a situation to her advantage. She bit him. Much like Agatha or Agnes once bit a child. Ah. Widow can say she bit a hawk. She did. I mean, I know most of your fights have occurred in like the Pokemon arena or a Street Fighter video game, mm-hmm. but there is no fair fighting. You not win good. or you lose. I mean, you're you're not wrong. <laughs> I mean, you may have an undefeated record in the Pokemon arena. I'm just saying it's very admirable. Hey, but- I won the Sinnoh League. Thank you, sir. <laughs> I caught them all. And yeah, they- I mean, I've definitely got my my butt kicked before, but I've also bit or grabbed something. Yeah, <laughs> to even hopefully, it up a little bit. So hopefully, get- it wasn't the same thing at the same time. I, I won the fight. Doesn't I really didn't matter. grab it. Yeah, no, not at all. <laughs> a little twist. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. Um, let's see, while B Rob's fri- fighting, there's Kyle and I are off at the side drinking a beer, going, "Yeah." Fucking sh- mm-hmm. kick him. Yeah. Freak week 2000. 2000. <laughs> Those are stories for another uh, time, sir. <laughs> yeah. I just remember egging that one on. Um, I actually think I was, I think I might have been over on you guys' side at that time. Dark night. I can't remember. Um, just hanging out. Like, that's what I get. See, that's the thing, boys and girls. Like, it doesn't matter like what group you're with or anything. If 
you share common interest and you're cool, you're going to go hang out with who you want to hang out with. And that's the beauty of being like a nerd and just being who you are. You can, you can cross the line and not like cross the line line, but you know what I mean? Cross the aisle, go to the other side and go hang out with whoever you want. That's, that's another reason we kind of do this show is to open your eyes and say, you know, like B Rob, B Rob, you know, B Rob plays sports. He's into sports, not necessarily Kyle and I's thing, but we love him. Mm-hmm. He's amazing. And he can teach us stuff like um, how we're not athletic and how we can't fight and um, where, where how you, we wouldn't survive in the wild. Where are you looping, he tells us all this how you think, how you think everybody's huge. How I think every again, why am I Kyle and I are this? both Wait. under 5'10". Well, I am 5'10". But, you know, everyone is, you know, six feet and over. They are huge to us, sir. I wish you guys could teach me to grow facial hair. You yeah. know, it comes in all I splotchy. Still this, this is, is, this is, a, this is still better months. than mine. This is four months and it's splotchy and it looks like I just went to, like, literally just started throwing hair from or grass clippings on my face. I, I just, need to get a marker. <laughs> Uh, let's start still a taking fun it back to for, my, uh, get B-Rob a Sharpie. My wilderness survival Facial skills hair. are being questioned. And Oh, uh, you're great on video games. I do outdoor stuff, too. I've played sports in the past, just not anymore. Everything hurts to do anything anymore. I roll my ankle getting out of bed now. But I've done things. I just don't do things anymore. <laughs> We've all done he, things in our former lives. Yes. When he says he did sports, he did win awards. Like he won a spanky. I mean, that works. I'll bust out my one trophy sometime. And show you. <laughs> it's a participation trophy. Mm-hmm. Um, so she bites him, and like B Rob saying, you'll do whatever you can to win the fight. But what I loved about this, then she just did that backflip over his arm that was being held, and it was super low. Like just again, Olympic class athlete. And then that kind of he hits his head and he kind of wakes him up and he goes, Natasha, and then she punches him in the face. Great not taking the chance. No, no, as well she shouldn't. That's there's a reason she's lived so long. Because in the spy world, you know, they always say in the movies, spies don't typically live to a ripe old age. Right. Well, I mean, that's the thing. I think I think we talk about it later, but choreography wise and just mm-hmm. i think that is maybe the best fight one-on-one of the entire deal yeah well, maybe I, I later on killmonger and black panthers but um, which is which is probably the best fight scene in the whole yeah. universe i think that goes to it being but a I w- believable fight because that's in this universe to normal people normal right. you know born normal people we'll put it that way that I think that's what makes those fight scenes that much better. There's no CGI. There's no, there's some camera tricks and stuff that go into play there, but there's nothing that you wouldn't be able to, like if you were there on set watching it happen, that's, you know, a lot of, that's 90% of how it would look. So. I agree. So from there, we move on to Thor is still in free fall. He's trying to get out. He, you know, he's having a hard time. He positions himself at the back of the cage container 
and launches himself at the last possible second and goes through that crack that he already made. And so he he escapes. So we know from Loki that would have killed him. Mm. So just thought it was a, a great way to show how, you know, Thor's a survivor. He really is. Next thing we see is Loki gloating over Coulson and Coulson just telling him you're going to lose. You know, even when he's mortally stabbed, Coulson's just cool as can be. Mm -hmm. Voice isn't raised. He just says, you're going to lose. And he's sitting there on the ground, bleeding out, can't move. His, his hand is, if you look at it, it's limp. Like he can't even lift it up right now. And he's like, you know, how am I going to lose? You know, your floating floating fortress is going to fall from the sky. How am I at this disadvantage? And I love this part because he's, you know, where's my disadvantage? And Coulson just tells him, you lack conviction. And Loki tries to get something out, and all of a sudden the gun goes off that Coulson had. And Loki just cries and just gets shot through the wall, and he's just laying there. And Coulson, you think again, that's true though that he didn't have conviction because I, I that that line just kind of fell flat with me when I think about how to this point uh-huh. Loki has been the most like his comic book person, very see- very very sadistic, very do whatever it takes to get what he wants mm-hmm. doesn't care who he hurts there's no there's very little remorse and that's his there's conviction little, yeah i mean i just i, I that I, line kind of fell flat because i feel like he was he had conviction to enslave the earth i mean i feel like he was fully motivated so i've never really thought of it before but now that you mention it bring it up yeah i i would agree with you because it I think Loki probably had the most conviction out of anyone. Like what he desired was to rule mm-hmm. to get out of his brother's shadow. Yeah. And, and, of, and of course, like the first time watching the first five times watching it, that doesn't resonate or anything, but it's just mm-hmm. as the years have gone on and now what this is probably now that you the think 50th about it. time I've watched this and I'm reading this line as I have it paused. Um, so. No, I, I would agree with you, Kyle. I mean, would you say the same thing? Yeah, uh, the only thing I could think of maybe is he does seem very like convinced, like this is what he needs to do. And I don't know if it's because, you know, I don't see Colson like knowing this, but if it's um, him doing it because he feels like he needs to, or if he thinks that he should be the true ruler. And I think there's there's the 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 two sides of it there where um maybe if he was fully convicted it was him thinking like yeah i am supposed to lead and rule over these people as opposed to where he is right now in his head of he's got a chip on his shoulder and he's wanting to like he's him wanting to rule is to i think part of it in his head is to show thor and the rest of asgard that i'm not just some you know bastard stepchild like I've, he has something to prove so but yeah I, I think he probably does have the mo- up to this point the most conviction out of anybody because um 
you know, he's pretty set on that goal of taking everything over. Yeah, I mean, you can't really say any more than, than that because you guys just, I think, hit it on the head there. If somebody disagrees on Discord, I would love to have this discussion. Yeah. Like I said, I, <laughs> just cool. reading it, it just, I mean, yeah, I would love to hear why the you think he lacks it. This would be the a good only one, one it would be. The only one I could think of that might disagree with you would probably be Justin. Hmm. Just which would because, shock no one. Yeah, yeah, not a shock to anyone. Not because I necessarily think that he believes it, but I think it's because he likes to discuss. Yeah. Like he likes both both sides of the coin. Or he might. He just might be completely wrong and uh, not agree with the consensus, the the uh, Illumina the Illuminati here, the Illuminati. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it's all about how you interpret it. Mm-hmm. For sure. Well, like I said, I, I've never I've never thought of it. Like I've watched this movie a million times and never thought a lick about that line. But when you brought it up, now I'm thinking more about it. I'm like, yeah. I mean, yeah. you're right. It didn't fall flat at the time, like I said. But now, you know, as I rewatched it a couple times before this episode, and I have it on pause, I kind of was thinking about it. And so, good point, sir. All right, so we're going to kind of speed up a little bit here because if not, we're not going to make it through this. Yeah, we've covered about 17 minutes in an hour. (laughs) This is what we do, though. So next thing you know, the the helicarry is falling, and you see Tony going just fast as can be inside that turbine saying, you know, Cap, hit the lever, hit the lever. Hit the lever. I and need you, a minute. Yeah. <laughs> and you see, <laughs> that's what he said, didn't it? You see the uh, armor's integrity just start going down. Mm. And all of a sudden the turbine's going faster than Tony can fly, and he gets caught in it. And he's like, uh, you know, like when you're vacuuming and one of your kids' like toys is under it, and <laughs> if you have the bagless vacuum, it hits it, and all of a sudden, you see it just spinning around in that stupid bagless vacuum container. He's a Lego. That's what it looks like. <laughs> He's a Lego. Or for me, it's a princess shoe for a Barbie or whatnot. Things are dangerous. They are like vacuuming with little kids is like. I imagine a lot like looking for landmines. Mm-hmm. Not to take away from anyone. No. <laughs> So Cap hits the lever, Tony goes out. That was just a great scene, just because I thought it was funny as hell at the end there. And uh, next thing you know, Fury is finds Coulson. And Coulson tells him, you know, I got rabbited. And Fury knows how bad it is just by looking at it. Yeah. Fury's been around long enough. And you know, Colson, you know, Fury's like, you know, eyes on me, and Colson's like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm clocking out. Mm-hmm. You do see and some emotion ta- out of Fury here, but as much motion, emotion as you're going to get out of him when he realizes this. But yeah, 
This, well, this scene thought, is hard. Yeah. Well, I thought it was an ironic line too, where he said, eyes on me when he's looking <laughs> at him with one eye. I think if he would have said, I think if he would have said eye on me, I don't think, uh, I don't think Clark would've... Greg could have kept a straight face no. long enough to uh, be able to do this scene. Eye on me. All eye on me. <laughs> Fury's rap album. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, he tells him, you know, I, I think you're right. You know, this was never going to work if they didn't have something to bring them together. See, I think that, and again, I think this is a line that the more that I listen to watching stuff that. So now, so did he strategically place himself in all these places and build all these relationships to be able to say this here? Like that was not knowing, not knowing he was going to have to sacrifice himself by any right, means. Right. But just to get to this point where they're at right now. Right. I mean, it's just, just the way he says it. He's so, he's so sure of himself, almost, you know, cocky that his death is going to bring him together. Well, and so this line to me made it seem like he and Fury had this great plan that they needed a catalyst to jumpstart this team. They needed something to bring them together. Like, you know, like apocalypse, uh, you know, for the X-Men or Magneto or, you know, just some big threat you know homelander for the boys oh so you think he was more referring to loki and his overall evil plan than than the team using colson's death at the hands of loki to motivate him so i kind of think it was loki initially but then i think once this happened i so i want to say that he and fury had this whole loki thing under one umbrella because they needed a common enemy like a great threat especially after the destroyer episode but then after this happened he's like colson's like i'm the reason that they're going to come together now that's what i kind of think i kind of think it is him saying his death and i don't i don't i didn't take it as him being cocky i took it more as like he had he he knew he had a connection with with all of them because he was personable with all of them. He had a a uh, you know he he connected with each of them on some level, and so he was. They may have had a few other, but he was their common denominator at least as far as personality. I think uh, he was liked more by the team than. Gary was. I mean, they also. I think they liked Colson better. He was relatable. And they just they needed a loss, um, and I think it could have been. I mean, it could have been just about you know anybody else that they were fairly close with. But uh, he was right. They needed a catalyst, and um, I don't think he was like looking. I may have misunderstood you, but I don't think he was like looking to be the catalyst. But he just he felt like. He connected with him enough that, you know, hopefully that they would. No, and I think cocky was the wrong word. I think I just felt like it came off that that a little bit at some point to me because he's using him. I mean, he's acting like he's the martyr that's going right. to push this. Well, I but can see it. The other part of this is, as he's saying it, he's also easing Fury's concerns. 
So as he's doing, so I think, it, you know, as I'm talking it out, I see both ways. But so I just, I think it's just a good talking point. But no, I, I, mean, just, I think it's one of those things he's like, they, he's, he's, he's making Fury be okay with his death and to not think it's on his hands. Yeah. I can see yeah. that him, him telling that to Fury to ease Fury <laughs> because of how Fury thinks he's always needing, you know, he's very tactical about everything. Everything is about the mission and, and, um, like the greater, good because he does defy orders and stuff you know quite often as we go through but it was uh more um yeah i could see that to, to ease fury a lot more because then that wouldn't make this make sense to him as it's a, a necessary thing to happen um as unfortunate as it was there's there's a, a push behind it or there's going to be a positive reaction from it like they're going to be sad they're going to be upset over but now he's got them pulled together and that's what you're ultimately needed and so i could i could see that i could i could i could buy into that well yeah and it's definitely one of those things that sets it up because as you see as it progresses from there you know fury says colson's down they've called it and then you just start seeing you know reactions hills getting attention and she pushes the medic off Romanoff's just standing there somber. Uh, Tony's here and then Cap's up here in the background and they're both just head down. I mean, it's a very moving moment to really to push that those words and everything he said even more. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then it fast forwards to them being in like almost a, on the bridge, I guess, or in a conference room. And yeah. Right. Fury's <clears throat> talking to him. Well, and I think you're right. I think it is a great talking point. I think it's a great talking point. And just getting people thinking about if there was a deeper meaning or not behind this death. Mm-hmm. So, okay, we're back on the bridge. And Tony's looking off on the distance. Cap's just staring straight ahead. And the jury just starts to come clean. Yep. Mm-hmm. He said, this is in Phil Coulson's jacket. And he just. And he said, I guess he never did get him to sign, get you to sign them. And it's the Captain America cards. Yeah. And here's another Easter egg. That card that Cap picks up was actually the photo card from Captain America. The when he was taking the picture with the opportunity. the So that was that's pulled from Captain America, the first Avenger. Oh, okay. So there's an Easter egg for you. Um, and the cards were all bloody. This is important to note. We'll come up to that here in a sec. So they said they pulled it from Colson's jacket. And so Fury's, like you said, Fury's coming clean. I mean, what did you guys think about this part? Like, you know, because he's talking about the Avengers in- initiative and he tells what the purpose was of it. Do you think Fury was actually coming clean or do you think this is part of Fury being Fury, manipulating people. Obviously, there was some manipulation in this. Mm-hmm. Um, this is probably, but probably the realest he's been with the team, you know, up to this point. Um, he he knows. I mean, he's he's led troops and he's led teams and he's led. You know, groups like this, like he he knows how to read people, whether they're 
you know, superheroes or not, every all all the Avengers had this human element to him. He knows what buttons to push to get the results that he desires. I mean, that's why he's in the position that he's in. That's one of his skills. So, um, I think he did. I think there was a lot of fury manipulation here, but not necessarily in a bad way. Like, you know, what's what's going to come is going to come. He just has to get those thoughts in their heads and get them together and, and, you know, uh, use what Colson said. They needed a catalyst and he's, he's going to let, you know, he's not going to let that go to waste. He's not going to let Colson's death just be for naught and, and use that to the advantage to advance the directive. Yeah, and I agree. And I've had a lot of time to think about this scene. And, you know, I, there's going to be some sports references. So, you know, get Wikipedia up or, or whatever you need to do. Yeah, Chris. Um, <laughs> the Googles. I, I, yeah, I like but, I like how Kyle says that. You can hear his keyboard clicking right now. Uh, but I feel like this was uh, – this is Fury's Phil Jackson moment. This is his – you know, he's got – Not as much as Shaq and Kobe's. <laughs> yeah, touche. He's got Shaq and Kobe sitting at this table, and he's got to give him the buy in the triangle offense. And then he goes through coming clean. He's telling him, hey, we were going to build weapons off this technology. And he, you know, lays some other stuff out there. And then it's talks about the Avengers initiative. And then in, in, in a moment, like I feel like I've obviously never sat in a Phil Jackson huddle or anything. I've heard a lot of his speeches and all that stuff. But then he says that Phil Coulson died still believing in this idea that it could work. So I feel like there was always just no matter what the message was with like a Phil Jackson kind of thing, because I've read a lot of his stuff, books and everything. He says a moment, something like that to bring everybody together, to bring this clarity Hmm. and, and to give that motivation (laughs) and almost this, if you don't, if you don't do this, you should feel like shit because this person believes in it. You know, and with the triangle offense, Phil Jackson was Tex winners. He was a very, very highly respected assistant coach. So it's kind of that thing here. I feel like that, uh, yeah, you don't believe in the Avengers initiative. You're not going to put the effort in it. You should feel like shit has still died for nothing. Mm-hmm. The uh, it's Fury, the ever the eternal manipulator. Yeah, like he's he's good. I would say he's not Loki level, but he's up there. Yeah. Oh, I I think he's Loki level. Just he does it in a different way. Sneakier. Um, and with better intentions mm-hmm. yeah he doesn't really care how the yeah it's it's he doesn't always he may not always care but he he believes in the greater good i think he's one of those guys he doesn't care you're gonna lose some soldiers to win a war and that's his mentality a means to the end yep yeah i agree i like that next thing you know Thor is walking through a field. That's a pretty field of flowers. Mm-hmm. His hair looks so great. It yeah. does for after just falling like 20,000 feet. Mm-hmm. All right. It's a Pantene moment. And then rolling on the ground. It is a Pantene moment. And, you know, he tries, he goes to pick up Meow Meow, but he doesn't. Like, it makes you wonder, you know, does he think he's unworthy again? That's kind of what I got out of that scene. He's doubting himself. Yeah, definitely doubting himself. Well, okay. Was he going to pick it up 
and briefly couldn't, or was he second guessing if he should pick it back up? I think he was going to. He was trying to call out to it so you know he wouldn't have to bend over because his back probably hurt from mm-hmm. all that tumbling he and did carrying the team the whole way. Well, yeah, and he didn't stretch before. Yeah. So. And I kind of wondered since we never saw his face when like he knows Colson's dead and you know you just see that he reaches for it and then he like does that and his hand kind of shakes is that his frustration from knowing Colson probably just died I don't know because did he know that force power because he was, was I mean he, he saw him get stabbed in the no but he I mean he knew he saw him get stabbed in the chest oh okay yeah okay there's not much coming back from that normally. No. Okay. Did you ask if he was on if he saw it on LinkedIn? No, if he was like if he had because some of them were, were running earpieces. So if he was linked into the He team. doesn't pay for premium. If Kyle. he was like, yeah, yeah, he did. <laughs> I'm like, wait, 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 wait. Did did you ask if he was on LinkedIn? <laughs> I wonder what his bio would look like. Like there better be a point break reference. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> yeah. Um uh, oversaw small team with negotiations on <laughs> yeah next thing you know we hear this you fell out of the sky and we see a n- naked banner laying in a pile of rubble a nude fellow nude fellow a nude fellow <clears throat> nude fellow <laughs> got b-rob on that one he got a nude fellow he got an eye eye full of nude fellow that was that was good kyle you're on point, man. I'm feeling good. I thought you saved all those for like your narkies and stuff. Now I'm starting to get them. I'm loving it. Yeah, they're there. Uh, yeah. That was good. Good job, Kyle. Yeah, because there was one I was driving down the road and listening to that nerky, and I literally spit my water out because it was. Which I one can't was remember it? What you? I, uh, it was a. It was a couple of. It was the episode before the finale, and I don't remember because I was driving back. From, it was when I was driving back from Dallas. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Um, and I just I can't remember what you said, but you were just on, I remember making comments about it, but you were just on point with all your little your little puns and your little I don't remember what I said in the first half of this episode, so I have <laughs> right. That's true. I think it may have been like your and it wasn't even oh maybe not that it was when you referenced like a fish called Wanda. Oh. And it was... wasn't that it was like just hysterically funny. I just found it very, very funny. That was the uh, which episode was that? That was one of the last. That was the last of the sitcom episodes that had all the running. Uh, that, that was the Office and Modern Family been. episode. I was like, oh, there's a fish bowl with I Wanda on spitting it. water all over my windshield. <laughs> Why don't you two go get a room? I love you, B Rob. <laughs> love you too, buddy. Little buddy. Uh, Little fella. So, I didn't even say little. I said it was, it, it was an implied little. It was in the tone. You people. It it was implied. So <clears throat> we see the nude fellow laying on the ground, and the security guards talking to him. And uh, you know he immediately said, "Did I hurt anyone?" He said, "There's no one around here. You're not. You know you didn't hurt." But you scared some pigeons. That security guard's been in t- a lot of stuff too, and it's bugging me. To... I will tell you what. I will tell you why this is funny here in a sec. Okay. If you haven't figured it out, 
you know, he's telling him you were big green and green and buck ass naked. And he's like, here, throws him some pants. And he said, didn't think these would fit you into your regular size fella. <laughs> a regular size fella. And then uh, he said, are you an alien? And we get a good look at the guard for the first time. Why this is funny. He was the guy in, I can't remember if it was Alien or Aliens. I think it was Aliens. Might have been Alien. That first encountered the Xenomorph. Oh, yeah. I'm not even going to pretend like I remember that. (laughs) I remember him from the movie now. It's been a long time since I've seen it, but I didn't know that he was the first one. I remember. I mean, I remember it. I remember. He was the first one. The scene. Mm -hmm. I don't remember the dude's face. Yeah, so it's this guy. He was the first. He asked, uh, you know, Nude Flow, are you an alien? And ironically, he was the first one to encounter an alien. Nice. Can't remember if it was alien or aliens. I think it might have been alien. Would have had been alien, right? Aliens. I think so. I think you're right. But yeah, it's so he was the first. So that's why this is funny. And then, uh, you know, he's like from outer space, an alien. And they're just going on. And then he said, well, then, son, you got a condition. <laughs> and I love that line. Again, Marvel, I think, not intending to be funny, but they were funny. Oh, I think they knew it was funny. Like, just the... You think so? The de- Yeah, the, the deadpan delivery, the delivery stuff. And I, I think the way they do it, yeah, they, they, know, they, they know how to make it funny without hitting you in the face with it. Right. Like, hey, look at this. This is funny. Like, they know. Like, this is funny. They're going to get this. So, next thing you know, we see Hawkeye in this very surreal looking camera angle. Mm-hmm. It was very reminiscent of train spotting for me, watching that for the first time. Oh, uh, yeah. Because it was, you know, just the surreal environment. And you could tell he's going through withdrawals. That's what mm-hmm. they were. That's what they were going for. So Did for me, that, that train spotting. Was it heroin? Yeah, I think it was heroin. It was heroin. Okay. Yeah. And I'm just glad that there wasn't a dead baby on the ceiling crawling on this one. As we all so, can be. Well, that just freaked me out first time I watched that. I've never seen that movie. That's one of those I always say. You've like, never I'm, seen train spotting? It's one of those I've always said, I'm like, I'm going to get around to really watching it. Yeah. And. With Spud, like yeah. I believe that was you and McGregor's first movie too, wasn't it? That I can think of, at least. Yeah, I'm but, not sure. It was early I, on. If it wasn't his first, with Spud, backlog of stuff that I always say I'm going to watch. I'm going to watch, and then I never end up finishing it. So you have to be with Train Spotting. You have to be in the right frame of mind. You can't just watch it. Just like oh, I want to watch Train Spotting. Do I have to be on heroin to watch it? Is it? I yeah, probably find a guy. Like not too far. <laughs> He'll probably be driving by your house later. Probably. Well, he rides. He probably rides a bicycle. He probably doesn't drive. But with a little horn. Yeah. And a little uh, lion megaphone. <laughs> Come get your heron. <laughs> la, 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 la. So, Huey Herman's your drug dealer. Is that what you yeah. <laughs> Where's Cherry at? 
what is zombie? What does zombie grant you? Hmm. Oh, that's going to send us down rabbit is hole. Is it Lawrence Fishburne? Yeah, that's, that's, cowboy? Uh, that's cowboy this Curtis. Yep, Lawrence rabbit Fishburne. hole. I was trying to avoid. avoid. <laughs> no, and Cowboy Curtis comes and offers you two different pills. Mm. You must decide. Yeah, be super confusing it? if he had an eye patch as he's doing that. Yeah. <laughs> The crossover you never knew you wanted. They call him Morpheus Curtis. Cowboy Curtis as uh, Morpheus as Nick Fury. <laughs> oh, that'd be awesome. I, I know you are, but what am I? Motherfucker. <laughs> so oh, then we get God. a very if we get a very humanizing scene here between uh Natalia and um, Clint. And he sure got over his, his withdrawals extremely fast at this point, I always thought. So this this scene always kind of bugged me in that aspect, but I thought it was a good scene otherwise, just because of the dialogue between the two. Yeah, you, you see him, because um, you see the professor snap out later in the movie, and and he comes out of it fairly quick when he's on the rooftop mm-hmm. maybe he hits his head or something i can remember but uh it's kind of the same thing he's kind of groggy for a little bit but then he when he snaps out he snaps out i didn't think about that it is really quick isn't it yeah but we didn't see eric go through withdrawals mm-hmm. or maybe no. he did we just didn't see it yeah so Next thing you know, we see Tony standing there with Steve, who is, um, if you look at his costume, he's uh, cosplaying as the Homelander from The Boys. I need to watch that. I keep hearing you talk about it. I keep seeing adverts for it over and over and over again. Are you shitting me right now? I'm serious. keep talking my headset cut out. Oh, God. I'm scared to start another thing. I've got like four things going. And if I start another thing, it's going to take me longer to finish the other things. But whether well, is it second season? Second season's done. Yeah, third season. Third season. Are you talking about the boys? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Third season is in production right now. Okay, I got no kids next week. Maybe I can plow through that. You got one. some. You got some time. Yeah, make sure you don't have kids around. Okay. for sure. So I need to get you those omnibuses too because it is. We're gonna dig deep into the boys at on some episodes but it is the most messed up comic I have ever read. For sure. So you read them, B-Rob? Yeah. Okay. I went back and read them. So so you're familiar with uh, Jack from Jupiter then and uh, mm-hmm. Herogasm because they did announce Herogasm is thir- season three. Which I find weird because it should have already happened. Yep. And so. we haven't, and we never met Lo- Lossage either. That's right. the story for another time. Yep. Right. <laughs> 47 minutes. 47 minutes. <laughs> so they're talking, and I've lost my train of thought. What part are we on right now? Um, basically, uh, Tony's just saying that Loki, like, why this was all planned out. Loki won an audience. He's practicing for the right. big, the big reveal. And then that's basically the short of what he's telling Cap. Um, and then you cut and you see Selvig on the, the roof and 
Cap's like, we got to go, like, Cap in action time. So this is when you know, like, you see, you, you get the suit up montage and Tony fixing stuff. So this, this, they didn't really give a whole lot of lull in the excitement, which is, which I'm thankful for. You know, we, this was an action packed movie for, from beginning to end. Your little lulls were just enough to set up the next thing. So you get to see the, t- the team actually finally starting to, to assemble or loading up. It's, you know, caps ready to go kick ass. Right. Right. Or, but he would probably say, let's go kick butt at this point. So, because that, what I did like is the cap thing to say. Right. Uh, kick gluteus. Mm-hmm. I did like this. What I did like, one thing that stood out to me about this part always was Cap saying, you know, telling Tony, is this your first time losing a soldier? And, right. and Tony saying, we aren't soldiers. I'm not, you know, I'm basically, I'm not dying for fury. And Cap telling him, you know, I'm not either. Let's go get this guy, like Kyle was saying. And you can just see the pain on Tony's face at this point. There's a there's a crack in his armor right now, if you will. Right. So it and there just, comes and then become and then comes the big aha moment when he's talking about the power source. And he wants this big monument with his name plastered all over it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he's like, son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I go. love how fast he, is. he he switches right. from just I mean he just described himself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, we did get the reveal that the cards that. weren't in Colson's jacket too. And right. at that. Well, did he ever actually s- s- well, it was just like right after that. Um, when because I thought I, th- yeah, I thought that was that's, Maria. Uh, I think that says they're flying away. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah. that was Maria telling Fury. Yeah. So this is the part where Cap interrupts, uh, goes in for Natalia, and he's like, you know, can you fly one of the jets? You know, we're gonna go get him. And then Clint comes out of the bathroom and says, "I can, Cap." So it, now we're seeing the team forming at this point, right. actually forming. Thor suit finally up. picks up his yep suit up, picks up his hammer. We see, um, what do we see next? Uh, Cap grab his shield. We see Tony's powering up. Tony's powering up. We see what I thought was cool was we saw um, the widow stingers. Mm-hmm. She put on the gloves and just is it I don't sting know. or bite? Because I always hear you say sting. I thought it was sting, or maybe I'm thinking of the spider sting from Spider Woman. I'm thinking, I think it's bite, but this is one I'd bet you a cold beverage on. Let's look on it. You you guys get you guys keep going. I'm gonna figure out which one yells wrong. Okay. <laughs> okay. So they that. load up. They they go to you know um, Cap and Hawkeye and Black Widow get on the get on the Quinjet, and there's a guy on there and. Tries to stop and say, "Hey, you guys aren't authorized." And Cap's just like, "Don't." And then you see him jet off, and then that's where we get the part about the cards, as uh, Hill and Fury watch him take off. And then we get to do to the roof and Selvig. Um, Tony's coming in, um, kind of almost says it's too late um, as he's encountering. Then he starts talking to Selvig and. Tells him to shut it down. He can't. 
Um, and he's, it's still, that's a really weird scene for me. And that, you know, she wants, she he keeps referring to her. She, she wants to show us something. She wants to show us more of the universe. Um, Tony tries to take it down. It's unbreachable. Um, so do you think on that part, when he's saying she wants to show us, do you think that's just because he is, what is he, Swedish? Norwegian? Swedish. Swedish. Do you think that it's just like a slip of the tongue? Filming I, this? I, or do you I think he was talking about Lady Death? I don't think he would. I don't think it was a slip of the tongue and I don't think it was death necessarily. I don't know, but I don't, but he, he says she multiple times. So it's got to mean something. I just have no idea what it is. And so he's just referring to it. Like, you know, you would, uh, like a car or something, you know, you get a, a vehicle that you're found, fond of and like, you know, she's a good girl. Right. I just I don't remember any of the other stones being referred to as a, a he or a she. Um, real quick, who had bite and who had sting? I, I had, had bite. Be robbed right. Oh, so I must have been thinking of like Spider Woman. Like, yeah, that was she had the sting, didn't she? Spider Keep making shit up. It'll be okay. You know what, sir? <laughs> now there is a new run of Fuck Black it, Widow comics know. that started last year. And issue oh, the number, spider sting issue number one of uh, Black Widow 2020. Black Widow Widow Sting is the name of the uh, the run of those comics, but I highly doubt that's what you that's meant. Not referring to the weapon, though, mm-hmm. right? Well, well B Rob was totally right on this, and Chris was wrong, right? Yeah. <laughs> what else is new? <laughs> what else is new? I was wrong for nine episodes, so why not get another one wrong? Her uh, gadget could have been the fist, though. Yeah. But... Well, you... And you it was get... Terrigen, missed. Terrigen. I, don't, I meant to pull that on the Discord. I never did. You should have. I think you guys called it everything else under the sun. Well, yeah, probably. Hmm. Terragon. <laughs> oh, I remember that, yeah. It was just yeah. really flavorful Terrigen. mist. <laughs> okay. Um, so. But so he realizes it's unbreachable. He looks down on the roof, and Loki's there. Um, Tony kind of realizes he's got to buy some time, and then here comes just a classic, a, a really classic scene. And this, I know, this is one of your good favorite parts, Chris, is when um, they start taking the gear off. I know you I yeah. mentioned that in one of the other episodes. How cool yeah. you thought that was? Yeah. And, um. They're just kind of they're walking around this outdoor patio to go into the same room, and um, Loki's that honestly like, please tell me you've come to appeal to my humanity or or surrender. And um, Tony's being a smart ass now, you know, and asking if he wants a drink. And um, you know, Loki Stalling's not going to help you. Well, I need a drink. Tony says. Um, and then they kind of Loki goes into his battle plan about the Chitari coming. Nothing can stop them. I don't have anything to fear. And then that's when Tony says, "The Avengers." Yeah, us. Mm-hmm. That's what we call ourselves. We're sort of like a team. Mm-hmm. That's like, right. We're we sort of like army. a team. The the Reese says yeah. we have an army, and Tony's like, "We have a Hulk." 
Is it this scene? Right. Yeah, it was a scene. Love yeah, that. he's like, yeah, Love let's that do that out here. <clears throat> yeah. Your brother, the demigod. The super soldier. Uh, oh, can't remember what else. Uh, <laughs> the man with breathtaking anger and management issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A couple master assassins and you, big fella, have pissed them all off, you know. Um, so it's just one of those things where he's again he is stalling, waiting for the the Mach Seven to get uh to get ready. Um, but yeah, there, there's your line. I have an army. I have we have a Hulk. Mm-hmm. Um, so and then then he uh he taps him with the spear in the middle of the chest. Right, right, right in the right spot. <laughs> yeah, and then he's like, "This usually works." And then, well, performance issues. It's not uncommon. That's just you know, there's Tony. Telling a god he has performance issues. Yeah, and what's this line he says? Um, if we can't protect the earth, you can be damn well sure we'll avenge it. That was a good line. It was a good line. And then Loki picks him up one hand, throws him out, and then all of a sudden, here comes the armor lining up with the watch that he just put on mm. or the Disney Fast Pass. <laughs> it can unlock your room it can't unlock your room and he was able to cut to the front of the line mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that 17 dollar cola yes oh disney so expensive my boba fett so one's fun. in the other room do you really do you have that still yeah they i mean they work multiple times do they yeah, really? i think i've used that one like three times yeah you just uh it's all attached to your account. So as long as you have that band, it'll, when you purchase a ticket and add it to your mm-hmm. account, it goes on your band. I'm going to have to get one. Like, cause last yeah, time from now on, they're not complimentary anymore. So you have to buy them. Oh, really? If you, if you want. Yeah. I think I can't remember. Yeah. I think it's the band itself. Yeah. They're not giving them for free anymore. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're going to wait a bunch of shit, man. The magic express fast or uh, the magic hours. They're changing a lot of stuff up in the next year because of covid um i think they just i think it's to recover a little bit but i think they've just they're using it kind of as an excuse almost in some areas just to up the price and stuff yeah and just you know reduce some costs on their side too which is a shame because that was the best i love disney (laughs) right now there's no point i didn't feel like there was a point in going to stay on like disney property because they didn't have the dining plans there's no fast passes um so that's why we stayed at Universal this last time because I just I didn't see a huge benefit. Sure, and um, we still went to Epcot, but I mean, it just wasn't this. It wasn't the same. We just didn't meet all the bells and whistles because they weren't there anyway. So we were right. we didn't have the kids, so we didn't ride any rides. We were just there to eat and drink and look at art. So, well, you guys are cool. I haven't been in thirty two years, so I think I was six, so seven. Somewhere in there. It makes you feel better. The last time we went, you still can't ride the rides, right? No, no. no. Like, uh, it's going to be <laughs> the exact be same experience tall. if I go now. Like, oh, I can ride. I can do all the same stuff I could do then. I'm just save money. Somebody run up and say, "Were you saying it's a small world after all?" <laughs> <laughs> the cast members came and got him. And go get back out there. <laughs> You're out of costume, sir. <laughs> uh. We're back on. We're back on track. Stupid watch looking like a fast pass. Yes. But 
I love Disney. So the gateway opens. The Tesseract opens the gateway. And then all of a sudden we see the army see it, the Chitauri army see it. And what I love is it was all black. Then all of a sudden you see it just come into focus with the purple lights. Mm -hmm. And they just start going through the breach. Yeah. And thus begins the invasion of New York. Yeah. And Tony, like without skipping a beat, just flies off to meet him. Very Michael Bay S sequence. Right. Yeah, actually, I never thought of that. It is, isn't it? Just explosions, transformers, big. lots and lots of explosions, mm-hmm. explosions, explosions, and more explosions. I love yeah. the explosions. I mean, yeah. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. I'll take the 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 cheap thrills that way, which you know they're not cheap. It's awesome CGI, but I like to right. see shit blow up. Yeah, I felt like I felt like this was Transformers. I feel like Megatron could have showed up at any time. I mean, that's really what I felt like during this whole scene. Just because the amount of explosions and action going on. Yeah. Yeah. I could see. So like that. I said, Michael Bay. I could. I can completely see that. I've never thought of that. But but also, yeah. you know, imagine. Yeah. Uh, like maybe Will Smith flying in like in a fighter jet to go attack the aliens Independence Day-esque or uh, a drunk Randy Quaid to show up in a spray plane to fight against him. I'm back. (laughs) (laughs) um, Yeah, so if you all didn't catch we could try and break this down scene by scene, but I don't think we could. This part, the initial attack. Oh, where, Jesus. Like, lefty's flying over here. Then you got righty. Then you got down the middle guy. Mm-hmm. And then you got the guy on top. There's no way. I mean, it's literally, they said it's a Michael Bay scene. Yeah. Just a lot of explosions. Not a lot of character development in this in this sequence. A lot of ass kicking. Hey, 25 bonus points to tell me who... Uh... Who the waitress is? Uh, it was the it was uh, Chrissy from Growing Pains. Nice, perfect. Did, did you redeem nice himself work. on the on his widow gaff earlier? Uh, he actually he's plus ten now. Okay, your head. Ah. Hold on, I gotta, I gotta keep up I, with this. I, I, I always thought of... he was more of a who's the boss kind of guy, not Growing Pains. So I know all those shows, unfortunately. Uh, I had a very lonely childhood, so TV was my friend. I'm just kidding. I wasn't lonely, but I did like watching stuff. So we get through there again. Um, We see the explosion. You guys continue. Hold on. I think my uh, daughter didn't charge my headphones when she had her art lesson. So let me plug it in. Yeah, We get to see the... uh... Is there is there an official name for the giant flying uh, mecha monster thing? Did we ever hear that? Was Not it- that I know of? No, I don't think so. I mean, I know we've called them different things, but um, I think uh, my my little guy called it the flying monster machine. So that's why we'll go with that. I will right, we'll go with the. He told me that he said that's what they're called. So we'll do that, but. Yeah, uh, you know, giant doom bringing monster attacking New York, which we have never seen before. 
in film ever, which like that. They brought something new there. But, uh, yeah, it's a long, drawn-out fight scene. We do get a little bit with Thor and, and Loki. You know, you see Thor still has hope that Loki's going to come to reason. And he has hope for a he gives him way more benefit of the doubt than I think he ever should have have given him. But that's uh, right. just a good show of how much you know Thor loves his brother. Like he he does not want to believe that he is just inherently bad and evil, and and still sticks with that through the whole run through Phase Three. I think that he wants his brother to be be good again. Or not to be good again, just to be not so evil, I guess. Um, the you know we get more of the explosions, more of the explosions, but um, you know we get do get some good Hawkeye stuff with the bow and arrow. I like the scene when um, Cap does confront the not confront, but he comes face to face with the cops, and you know he's telling like we need a perimeter on 39th Street, get those people out of the buildings. We need to do this, this, this. And like, well, why should we, why should we listen to you? And uh, that's some more of that Marvel humor that Chris talks about. You know, Cap kicks mass, <clears throat> they immediately fall in line and they want to go with it. I'm skip ahead a little bit here, um, and we have uh, Ruffalo show up on a bike that looks very similar to uh, the bikes that Cap rode in his movie it's a very old motorcycle did that i don't think we saw that anywhere earlier in the movie that i can remember so i'm trying to Mm -mm. figure out like where did he get the motorcycle but that's hmm? he's from the janitor yeah that makes sense it's logical i mean didn't the janitor say he had something too no, maybe he didn't. Mm, pants. He told him he had pants for him. <laughs> right. He's got pants for him. I don't remember, but that that's a, a World War II era bike that I don't. I can't come up with a good Ruffalo pun for him showing up now. I think I'm spent. And Kyle's spent. You all heard it. Yeah. All my puns. I'm pun dry. But th- this is the no. the point where he says the line that you were talking about earlier, you know, because he's telling me you know, it's time to suit up, time to get angry, and this is when Banner says, "Well, that's my my secret. I'm always angry," and hulks out just in time to, you know, face punch the giant flying uh, mecha beast, mecha beast, whatever it is. I want to know if these things have a name. That's another good thing, though. There was a line right before that that um, where Tony says, "I'm telling him to suit up. I'm bringing the party to you." And they come around the corner, and the Mecha Beast is following Tony, and ScarJo's like, "I don't see how that's a party." <laughs> so, she gets everybody gets their one liner in. It's, I think everybody has a one liner right. through this. And then we're on to you know another big ass kicking fighting scene. This, but- this is this is my son's favorite part. Like you said, you know when he. I'm always angry, mm-hmm. but and the, and the first time we actually see them like all 
This is the first time they assembled. Right. You get the, the cool little fly around shot, you know, it, looking back at it. That was like, really cool. It's, it's, it's kind of cheesy, but it's cheesy in a good way. You know, because you see everybody doing their thing, you know, you see Hawkeye getting his, you know, knocking an arrow and you see Black Widow, you know, racking around under a pistol and Hulk hulking out and everybody's doing their characters thing as they do a, do the fly around. Um, and you know, I'm not saying cheesy is bad because I like I love that too because it like that's the moment that's the moment right there, and it has to they have to do it a little with a little bit of flair and uh, flourish right. flourish. They have to have a little bit of flourish there. Well, and if you think about it, like all the other team ups, they all have a scene similar to that. It may not be the spin around. <laughs> But whether it's a uh, civil war when one team's walking up and here comes the other, or um, Infinity War when um, Thor, Groot, and uh, Rocket all show up, I mean, there's, I mean, there's every, 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 every time there's a team up there, there's a scene like that. Yeah. Um, but that was the very first one. You're absolutely right, and it really just set the tone mm-hmm. for all the future ones because it was. Awesome. And you see that Banner's got some more Hulk control now. Like, he was, he, I think this is because he purposefully hulked out where before it was. Yeah, I think he's come to terms with it, or he's starting to come to terms with it. Yeah. And, you know, that's where you see the team, you know, as they're doing that, you know, um, you know, he makes some comment about, or she's, or maybe it's Scarlet and Sarah. Natasha says, I've seen worse or something like that. And he's like, yeah, I'm sorry. He's like, no, we could use a little worse. So he's getting these affirmations from his teammates that it's okay to be him. Mm-hmm. And that's how I think he starts coming to terms with all of it. Yeah. I think it was too, like, he, he did, he changed on his own terms this time. Like he, he wanted to, right. wanted to Hulk out where we saw early in the movie, it was like a, it was a surprise <clears throat> Hulkening. So uh I think I think that that combination like he it's it's okay to be green because it's not always easy being green. It's not always easy being green. No. Are you gonna break out in the rainbow connection now? I'm gonna do it. I'm not gonna do it. Not my contract. Only only if Iz shows up. Yeah, let's see where okay. we at. So we got more gigantic fighting and, and we Fury finally sees, you know. Or we cut, see what, you know, here he's up to. <laughs> and I'm just amazed. Still, again, like, I'm going to keep harping on it with Hawkeye and the bow and arrow and, and you know, him kind of being cocky with the no-look shots. And I just, I love, I love a bow and arrow. I just, I love a bow and arrow in, in movies and in video games. And it's just, I like it. You know, if I can play a game, I get an option to, to like, okay, you can use this sniper rifle or you can go with a bow and arrow. Like, give me the damn bow and arrow because it's just freaking cool. So, there's me more fanboying on Hawkeye some more. Well, it's, and it's just, it's cool how they put, portrayed him. Again, I know we discussed this before, but I can't tell you anyone who tells me when you think of Avengers, the first person they mention is Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. Right. And I remember you saying that. So I think I'm maybe subconsciously trying to make it a point to like him more and to find more reasons to like him because he's, he's a great character. When you focus on him, he's awesome. 
when right. you know there's there's some there's so much going on but if you like take a minute and just watch what's going on with him he's a he's an awesome awesome character i'm really anxious for the tv show hawkeye yeah with kate yeah because it's gonna be the last we see of jeremy renner so mm-hmm. did his contract end or did it end after this i think i think it ends after this i think it's just i think they're all they're all starting to get done you know they're all going to uh cease to be a part of the main universe as you start um bringing in new people because you know i mean they're going to be pretty soon it's just going to be i mean it's going to be tom holland and captain marvel i mean it's just going to be the new that next phase yeah so yeah i think you'll still see cameos here and there as long as they're like right characters are still alive i hope so but because i just i really don't see how you can i don't know well they're getting, say that, they're so. getting some age on them too and that's the that's another thing you know I, right there there gets to be a there's a point where they reach where um like they can you know they can still act they can still do all that but is it believable i think of it a lot like when you see you know like when you saw rick flair come back for the 80th time and he was in right. his late 60s or whatever like how much can you still buy into it or uh indiana jones and the temple the, the, the last right. indiana jones movie that was tough to watch and i love indiana jones absolutely love indiana jones but that one was so hard for me to watch because he's getting he's old you know and yeah now i'm with you but there is something to say about when you see like a 62 year old like rick flair take a back body drop just like a 28 year old rick flair just yeah. get way the hell up there and perfectly land i mean but yeah. yes i agree it starts becoming very unbelievable that you think of 62 year old rick flair can fight a 32 year old randy orton mm-hmm. and win i can suspend a lot of disbelief but everybody's got their limit right and there's you know right. some of these guys are starting to show their age now because he's been going forever there, there becomes a point where it becomes a lot less believable and it's just you have to let the new blood come in and and uh keep the franchise going which i would well, hate and that's why to try to, feel those to see how they do thor love and the next love door and when love and thunder when jane becomes thor mm-hmm. so really anxious to see how that one goes she's getting well, buffed and- like she's getting it's, pretty yoked it's up. A, it's a yeah, I know, but still, she's story too. She's the same age as all these people we're talking about. Yeah, her. Natalie's our age. Yeah, she's y'all's age. You guys' age. Not my age. Well, you look older because of your beard. I, I believe uh, it was our first episode that uh, B Rob did say that you're one gray hair away from Gandalf. That's my cat's name too. That's cool. Thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> What? But it your does. cat's name it is one gray hair use. away from Gandalf? Yeah, it's really hard to, like, when I go to the vet, it takes a lot longer than it should because they have to go through all that and I have to spell it all out. And, like, you just don't want to call him Gandalf? Like, no, it's one gray hair away from Gandalf. It's his full. <laughs> but it does play well to your um, outdoor skills because you look like a mountain man. Thank you. So even if you, I know you have them, even if I didn't think you had them, I still would probably believe it because of your beard. That's 50% of it, just making sure somebody else believes it. You get the bluff in. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's what I think too. Not very Unabomber-ish. Uh, what part are we on? 
Where are we at again? Lots of explosions, <laughs> hulks. What movie are we watching? Flying around with a giant space that boat sank, worm. right? That's what we're watching? Yeah, he's kidding, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> I think you genuinely confused him. I did. Well, I only heard, I can't, I'm like half deaf anyway, so I only pick up like here and there and a little bit. And then I was like, is this where like, I don't know, Cap tells Tony to paint him like one of his French girls. Is that that scene? Call me Babette. <laughs> okay, so we're already past where Hulk turns into Hulk, right? Yeah, we're past yes. that. There's lots of smashing and fighting. Explosions. Hulk smash. Black Widow hijacks one of the speedsters, which um, I'm going to... Hulk electri or Thor electrifies the building. Yeah. I'm back on that again. I'll, yep. That that scene was again really impressive because she's a she's a normie, you know. Falling from that's going to kill her. You know, Iron Man fell oh from. God, Kyle, you can't just ask someone why they're normies. Yeah, she is one. Oh, okay. She's not a soup. And so, yeah, that. I think the HR director is not on here. Yeah, good. <laughs> <laughs> and then finally, the National okay. Guard shows up. Like those guys. Uh, did we have did we already we get... seen where they? No, Purity hasn't met with the council yet, so they're. Uh, Jesus, are we not that far? No, I mean, we're close to it. We're really, we really close. Pause, are we at the part where Cap just rescued the people at the bank? That's where I am. <laughs> I don't know about you guys. That sounds like a good place. Um. Yeah, because it's it is it's it's a thirty minute fight scene. Like you said, we could break these down and we'd be here for another four hours on yeah, it. Yeah, that's because... after the council though. That's well after the council. Was it? Was it after they Didn't announced it? the? No, it wasn't after the council yet. We do see the Wakers that you guys spoke of, but right after that is no, no. is the council. It's the council, right? It's after okay. he gets blasted out of the window and he does the really ah, cool there like it is. Okay. jumps yeah. midair and tucks behind the shield. And so we see that the council is like, we're going to nuke. New York. Um, and I, I love this about Fury because, you know, he's, he is a man of principle. Like, you know, we said he, he's, he's open to the idea that there are casualties and you're going to lose some people, but he's not the, the senselessness of it. Like there's other options. He believes in his team and his men and woman on the ground that he's not going to allow that option to happen. He just, he just turns the screen off. He's like, Nope. So I think that says a lot about about Fury as a as a character. Like, yeah, he's he's wanting to complete the mission, but there he still has moral lines that he's not going to cross. So, who's the actor that is in the uh, the big screen in the center of the council? Oh, let me go back. I think you'll know. I think you'll know who uh, who who he played. Kyle, uh, Chris probably will, but I know you will because you spent time with me and. The Jorge's apartment. Well, I probably watched this movie with us a gajillion times. Oh God, is this going to be a Young Guns thing? <clears throat> yeah, you're getting there. Isn't that? Um, I've got his name off the. Table. The only one I remember watching with you guys over and over and over again was Young Guns. That is. Yeah. It's a western, but mm, I, I, it, I thought, Tombstone. Thought it's in Tombstone, right? Uh, the. So the he, yeah, the yes. um, 
he was the uh this like the number two in command with the mustache the the black mustache he was the number one he was the number one that's right oh um oh i gotta make my screen bigger now because now i can't even see god what was his name he was the one that doc fought wasn't he no no that was ringo that was ringo this is gonna drive me nuts till I figure it out. Do you want me to who, tell you? Or are you? Yeah. Gonna... No, go ahead and tell. Curly me. Bill Brocious. That's who it was. Okay, hold on. Played by the actor Powers Booth. Which he just has a great name. It's like right? Max. That, it's like that, Max that, Powers. That's the only. That's yeah. He was in the great in that movie, but that's why I remember his name because Dick Army. Powers. Powers Booth. Dick Army. Powers Booth. <laughs> Max Powers. Right. All right. Sorry. I keep coming up. Oh, no, no, no. I, no, I love that. It's now that you mention it. I mean, you can tell right there. He's just old now. Right. And he, yeah. He doesn't have the mustache. Mm-hmm. Oh, he was in Sin City. As a Who senator. Was he in Sin City. He was a senator. Yeah. Yeah. He's been, he's been typecast. Mm-hmm. You get to be the evil. He was Raina's dad. He was Raina's dad in, uh, Nashville too, the mayor. I think. Well, no, he wasn't the mayor. He's a big businessman. But in Nashville, see, we yeah. only watched one episode of Nashville. I really, I really love that show. That had really good music. See, it's country, right? Mm-hmm. Which would be why I didn't watch it. Mm. Sorry, no BTS. You know what? If BTS was in it, I would definitely watch it. Don't you judge me. Hey, you and your like BTS, you can't drive. I mean. Yep. God dang it. I wasn't ready I for didn't that say either. no. <laughs> <clears throat> I didn't say no to any of it. Uh, when you're done with this, I'm going to show you a, a clip of his driving stuff from some of our video game exploits. Oh, you weren't driving. Never mind. You were a passenger. I wasn't driving. Yeah. Oh, when we left you on he Saturday left me to die, yeah. <laughs> uh, Jason grabbed him. We were playing Friday the Thirteenth, and Dra- Jason grabbed him out of the car, and and Kyle's like, "No, no!" And I'm like, "Drive the car, drive the car, damn it!" They left me to die. We did. <laughs> so to be fair, he dressed his character character like Jay Dangle from Reno Nine One One. Reno Nine One. No, literally, he's wearing the Jay Dangle outfit, and it's purple oh it was hot pink it was was hot hot pink pink. yeah i don't know why jason kept finding me but wow uh nat's being chased um hawkeye's narrowing it down you gotta help her out right um or he's zeroing in on loki actually and then loki just catches it out of midair and just oh i can't we got that I like the smirk too. Right. And then the explosion. Yeah. Yeah. Because he the got one just, in on him. Like that was a right. He's like, uh huh, you know, I caught the arrow and then I wish you could have seen I wish I would have shown from Hawkeye's perspective because I'm sure he was doing the same thing. Like, mm, yeah, motherfucker. Right. Boom. <laughs> right. And then I know I've said it, but maybe my favorite scene yes. of this entire movie is <clears throat> Loki lands back there at Stark Tower. Hulk shows up. 
Loki starts to berate him. I will not be both. <laughs> and he just starts getting slammed. And then it's puny God. Yeah, we're watching. Oh, it's so. That scene right before we got here, my little guy was like, is he hurt? And I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty sure he's hurt. And like, he didn't understand, like, Hulk's Hulk strong, for one, you know, stout floor. But yeah, I, that's one of the best scenes ever. I laugh so hard every time <clears throat> well, I watch that. And I, I, God, Kyle, I wish you could have been in the theater with us when that scene hit. Because I just remember the whole theater just erupting. Like, mm-hmm. there was laughter. There was clapping. There was hooting and hollering. I'm always down from I'm hooting really and hollering. Someone cried somewhere. Oh, it, and hooting yeah, it's just, it was one of those things you had to have been in the theater the first time this hit. Yeah. I agree. <clears throat> so, you know, and then I love it when Loki's on the ground and the only thing he can do is go, uh, <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's the air just escapes his body. Again, Tom Holland, or not Holland, um, Tom Hiddleston. Hiddleston. It's just an amazing actor. Yeah. He he brought Loki to life. <clears throat> I know you don't like country music, but there's a movie he's in where he plays Hank Williams mm-hmm. called I Saw the Light. Really he good. He does a really, 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 really good job. But, See, it's odd it. because, I yeah, I'm not a big fan of country, but like, uh, there's guess, some stuff I really, really like. I can see him you know, doing a good like Hank. Country-wise. <clears throat> like he just, yeah, he did, he did he, really he, the look. He's got the look for it. You know, well, the hair, but... Right. The Loki hair, but not but the short hair. Yeah, I can see him pulling off Hank. What we got? We got more smashes. <clears throat> we got Iron Man doing so, the Jonah <clears throat> and the whale. Now that, yeah, now that we look at the whale, that thing looks like a cross between like a, um, some sort of like, eel swimming and like a pill bug like a like an eel roly-poly yeah just like the just the way that they did the armor on that thing and like how it kind of goes from behind of there that's what it kind of reminds me of well he was telling jarvis to find find a soft spot for him to hit and like he could um all the way up to this that's fine like screw him you know going through Giving him the business. <laughs> Giving him the business. Uh, but yeah, so Tony actually took down one single-handedly, which was super impressive. Mm-hmm. Found their weakness. Super, super impressive. And uh, and we, then you know, I was say then we we see you know the the jets start scrambling. So somebody overrode Fury. Because um, they're like you know sending the nukes, and I like seeing. You know, you, we see a pissed-off Fury running out with an RPG after it's one of his own men. Has to be. There's not going to be anybody else on there. Right. Um, ready to you know, blow him out of the sky. And so, you know, we know that that Fury's got a lot of control and a lot of power over his, his team, and he calls the shots. But that, but the council lets you know that there's somebody else that has their finger on the button that can still override yeah, which is kind of a scary thought with the amount of firepower and tech and everything that they have that, you know, he can still, his decisions can still be overridden by basically a politician. Yep. Which is oddly, oddly reminiscent of today's society right now. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So. Yeah, they don't. But that's a topic for another time. Mm-hmm. So, but the nuke still goes because they scrambled two jets. So they mm-hmm. had a contingency plan. Um. And uh, this is where they see but, that that the staff is like what they need to get the fail safe the fail safe um so they you know kind of comes to terms he he breaks free and and uh remembers that you know maybe while he was under the spell he still had enough sense about him did he did he clarify if it happened when he was under loki's control or if he if that was something that happened prior where he built in the fail safe yeah he said he said it was he even though he was under loki's control he still retained enough of himself to build in the fail safe. Okay. So it was under Loki's control. Yeah. So the nuke gets launched and we and you hear a lot about and even I've brought it up that you know Tony redeemed his comments and his actions in the earlier movies and earlier in this movie um at the end of the run when uh Endgame was over but he actually did it here like he the the end of the run wasn't his first potential ultimate sacrifice like when he sees the nuke coming he grabs the nuke and he's basically going to shoot it right up the wormhole that like he would he didn't think he was coming back from that and so you know people still talk about uh starts perceived arrogance and all that even after this first adventures movie and, and he does still carry some of that and he, but this this was his first self-sacrifice moment and could have been right. the ultimate sacrifice could have been his final sacrifice but right so what does cap say that at the beginning it's like you're not the guy to you're not the, you're not the yeah, you're not. The that's guy. what I kept thinking. It was like you're not the no, guy to jump on the grenade, but that's not it. It's no. Uh, you're not the guy to lay down the, the sacrifice. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that, but I mean, it meant the same thing. Like that, he wasn't going to be the guy to sacrifice himself for everybody else, and you know, he proves himself wrong here. And then, like you said, he still keeps a lot of his arrogance and all that stuff just to Tony. But I think we all know um, that he will pay the ultimate price mm-hmm. at any given time, just like any of the Avengers will mm-hmm. to save people. Yep. So they, they blow up the mothership, the Chitari control ship. Mm-hmm. And all the Chitari just, it's like uh, marionettes and someone just cut their strings. And there, there's something about this scene that always kind of bugged me a little bit that like not not that she's probably falling but after he goes through the wormhole he launches it and then he loses all power right so basically he shuts down now the the portal hole itself as far as we know it's just a it's just an in and out like it's this this is your the portal the passage from one world to the next i didn't understand why he started falling back because he's in space. Unless that hole had some type of gravitational pull, like his momentum really should have kept him 
going towards going. The, uh, the mothership. But he fell back like he was being pulled by gravity. Unless because it's a worm, it's a wormhole, the Earth's gravity's pulling him. He wasn't far enough back. I'll call uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson. I'll just text him real quick and ask him how to... Oh, your buddy? Yeah, my buddy Neil. Neil D is what I call him. Neil D. Mm-hmm. Old NDP. Neil D. Oh, NDP. Um, yeah, no, I... Thanks for... Now that's all I'm going to be able to see, you mm. dick. <laughs> Like, now I'm going to just think, wait, why can he fall? Like, I just enjoyed it for what it was. Yep. I'm going to be that guy. I actually, I'll be the actually guy. Actually. There's probably somebody that's already got a long ass Reddit thread about it, more than likely. Oh, you know there is. Mm-hmm. So we see Tony falling back through the wormhole. And, uh, you know, the whole team's looking up, just rooting for him at this point. Like, come on, start. Come on. And Steve gives the command to close it. And I, I almost called her the witch. The widow touches the staff to the Tesseract and closes it. But then all of a sudden you see Tony in free fall just you know he made it whoa surprise did any of us call that but he's just in free fall and next thing you know thor's winding his hammer to go get him and then there is a big save by hulk grabs him out of midair going down the building holding on and then you know shields him from the fall but then the part i love this is hulk you know starting to get up and just kind of throws him off after all that he just like get off um, they're looking at Tony and the arc reactor is not lit up at all. They pull off the face mask and it, for all intents and purposes, Tony's dead at this point. Mm-hmm. Like B-Rob was saying, made the ultimate sacrifice. And then another classic Marvel moment, Hulk roars at Stark and brings him back. So just that's just pure marvel right there and then you know another marvel moment when stark's just rambling on is like no one kiss me hmm. is this when he brought up the shawarma uh yep he said i don't know what it is but i want to try it yeah what is it he's like don't, don't even know what it don't is. come in tomorrow take a day isn't it like uh i've never had it like i've always wanted to try it ever oh. since i heard it in this is is it the meat cone thing that you? Yeah, here it is. You just shave it off the. It's like the big spinning column of meat. Off the spit. Yeah. Yeah. Lamb or mutton. Right, but I you can it. also. I... You can also make euros out of that though. Right. So shawarma, it 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 describes. Is it the meat itself? The way there, it's. It's whatever the end product is. Oh, okay. I said, because this is, could be made of lamb or mutton. I've had goat, so that's pretty good. So I can see. Yeah. I'd be down for this. I'd be down for some shawarma. Goat shorma. is good. Goat is amazing. Goat is freaking amazing. Goat is good. 
Um, now I'm looking up shawarma here in town. Uh, next thing you know, we see Loki laying there. And he's groaning and he's he's doing this, you know, slow crawl. And does he hear something at this point or is it he, one of those where he, he senses someone watching him? I kind of think he sensed someone watching him. Yeah, I think he just kind of turned and then. It's like kind of like when you're trying to go home and then you turn around and you see Kyle following you. It's kind of the same thing. It's kind of still that creeper vibe you're getting. Yeah, but you usually don't see me. Yeah, that's true, too. That's how you get chained to a radiator. <laughs> oh. And, and predator. And, and that reminds me of a skit from The Whitest Kids You Know, hmm. if you remember that show. Hmm. So... And then I love this part. It's just the whole team together and Hawkeye just draws his bow real slowly. Mm-hmm. And uh, Loki just kind of, you know, it's all the same to you. I'll uh, kind of looks defeated. I'll have that drink now. So they, when they, and, after that, when they do the cut to the, uh, yeah, they do the cut to like all the TV screens and the newsreels and stuff running. I've been, since I Rewatched it earlier. I've been racking my brain to try to think like what that reminded me of because I've, I've like I know I've seen it before in another movie. And then you're talking about getting chained to something. It it clicked it for me. Immediately, it's it reminds me so much. Yeah, just follow me here. I'm getting it's going to it goes. Oh, I'm with you. Yeah. And uh, and apparently so are your victims. No, 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 no. <laughs> well, but that's beside the point. What um, it reminded me of was the end of uh, Boondock Saints when, like, oh yeah, they're in, like it, like the same yeah. thing. They're like interviewing all the people, and they're yeah. like, "We need to." So the being chained to something—that's why that brought that because he was chained to the toilet and they pulled the thing up. But I'm, yeah, yeah. I was like, call, oh, it is yeah. exactly like the like, end of that movie. It's like almost. Like seen, not scene for scene, but it is so much like it because you see, you know, people dressing up like them, chanting in the streets. Yeah, we need them. No, we don't need them. And like that's exactly how they ended. Boondock was, right? You know, the people. You know, it wasn't as clean and well shot as this. <laughs> right. But well, it's, it's also a lot older. Yeah. Right. A lot older. It's like a great movie. Still one of my favorite movies of all time. Mm-hmm. It's a great movie. Know the name of that fucking cat. <laughs> <laughs> so they're scrolling through all these what TVs. What color was it? <laughs> they're scrolling through all these TV scenes. And there's the senator. Then all of a sudden. You always have the senator, that, the senator that's going to stand up against the superhero crisis or the mutant crisis or the mm-hmm. Irish brothers fighting crime crisis or whatever crisis is at hand. Like there's always the politician sticking his nose in the Irish brothers fighting crisis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're so close. I we're know. so close. Uh, I really like that though. <laughs> 
Um, and then, then till this hit, I didn't realize it, but we have our Stan Lee mm-hmm. appearance. Yeah. And I didn't realize it till I saw this, you know, not right now, but when I saw it the first time, yeah, we hadn't seen Stanley up until then. Yeah. So there's his, there's his appearance. And, you know, the next thing you know, we see Thor taking uh, Loki to the Bifrost. Um, to the symbol to take him away for Asgardian justice. And there's our council again. And they give Fury, you know, they're asking, you know, where is the Tesseract? Was it the Tesseract or the staff? It was the Tesseract, wasn't it? Tesseract. Yeah. And they said it's out of our reach. And you see him handing it to um handing it to Thor. So and we all know what happens, you know, to the Tesseract after that, because it's kept real safe in Asgard. Mm-hmm. Or the safest place you could keep it, really. And, you know, just everyone's just kind of going their separate ways at this point, and Fury's telling them, you know, we'll need them. Mm-hmm. And he's just looking out over the bridge, and then I don't know, here's another Easter egg. Tony's rolling out the mat with the plans for the tower. But if you look at the little cards, it has the symbol of each one of the Avengers, like the shield for Cap, the hammer for Thor, which means he plans on each member having their own room. They're all staying oh. there. Like, like he's going to make this a long-term thing. There's your Easter egg. I didn't catch that. Fair enough. And, you know, like a superhero Hilton. Pepper, that's what it is, except way better. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he and Pepper just, you know, being a couple at this point, and it slowly zooms out. And the only thing left from Stark is the Avengers A, is the A from Stark. And what was great about that is I remember sitting in the theater and going, that is the Avengers A, and it was literally staring at us the entire entire movie. Like just out in the open, they didn't even try and hide it. Mm. So, and I mean, because you know, there's some rumors that they're possibly in phase four going to turn the Avengers Tower, since it's unused, into Four Freedoms Plaza. So, you know, how much truth there is to that? I don't know. It's just internet rumors right now, but it would be cool if they did it. Well, yeah, how good we are with our theories. But you know what? <laughs> we have fun doing them. We do, dude. I love, I absolutely love doing them. So, it wouldn't that it wouldn't be that hard to turn the uh, the A into a four? No, not at all. And I mean, Reed Richards could use unstable molecules to do it. Uh, like next thing you know, it's there. We're in space. And saying we hear this, you know, humans they're not the carrying wretches we were we were promised. And it's the uh like the little priest of the Chitari that we've seen throughout the entire movie. The what other the other is that what they call yeah. That's his name. Oh, really? Is that his name? I mm-hmm. didn't know that. 
So his name is actually the other. Yeah, he's never. That's what the movies reference him as. Yeah. Oh, is it okay? I don't think they ever address that, but um, if you're like half deaf, like me, that's what he's called. You watch everything with subtitles. You catch a lot of things that you don't normally. Right. I watch everything. So then they say they're unruly and therefore cannot be ruled. And you know we're getting closer to this asteroid, and we see it's the same place that they were talking earlier, but we couldn't see it as clear. And we see this hand go down, and immediately we see the back of this helmet and this uh, shoulder pads go up. And I remember thinking immediately, I, that's Thanos. That's Thanos. That's Thanos. And then the other, you know, has his head bowed, is, and he says to challenge them is to court death, which is a super super clever play on words because this is another easter egg um because thanos is the mad titan or the god of called you know calls himself pretty much the god of death he actually did court death in the comics obsessed with lady death obsessed with her because she actually in the comics has a physical embodiment like a physical body um and yeah he is he's just is it even obsessed or is it like it this I think this is beyond obsession. Yeah. But he did court death um in the comics. And then you see that turn and then just that smile. And I just remembered thinking, holy shit, the possibilities. Right. right. The possibilities are of, of what's gonna happen at this point. Yeah, and I had no idea that was coming. I mean, it's I didn't. That was amazing. Yeah, it was an amazing reveal. And yeah. So um, I had no comic background going into that. So I had to do a lot of Googling and searching and stuff. You think it was Grimace from Ronald and where was Ronald McDonald? You know, I could see that. Grimace. So true story. Uh, My first job when I was 16 was McDonald's. And it was the old-fashioned one, uh, the nostalgia, the nostalgia one, and here in town. And we just had fun. It was the worst job, but it was the best job because the people I worked with. I met some really good friends there, and I remember I was on one of my buddies who actually listens to this podcast. He was on break. And I remember convincing people in the drive-thru that he was, he's a bigger fella. And I remember convincing people that he played Grimace on the TV shows. So I had him signing bags and he'd sign them like, follow your dreams, Grimace. And we would just, he would, I got him to go off lunch and he would hand him out and people would go nuts. And he's like, yeah. And to this day, we still love telling that story because he he signed the bags, follow your dreams. That's awesome. So we tricked some little kids and some older kids and people. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, that is the end of phase one. There was one more credit scene that we didn't hit. Which part? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, go over that. Well, I was going to let B-Rob do that because he had the shirt. Oh, yeah. Where it cuts to them eating some shawarma. 
And they're all just wore the hell out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and not literally not doing. No, that, not that, saying a word. Yeah, just enjoying the shawarma. That's just another nod there because I, I find that scene like it cracks me up. It's right. so funny with doing so little. And that's that's uh, still throwing those nods to Marvel's timing and humor and stuff to how they can make things funny with just the the littlest thing, you know, and with the setup earlier. And then they're just sitting there like normal people who like shawarma. You Rob, there's one place uh, near us, you and I called shawarma shack. Let's go try it out. I know there's actually a couple of shawarma places here. Um, I really want to try it out now because I've never had it. I've had it, um, like at Epcot, but you know. I make my right. way up there. We'll we'll have a shawarma date. Right, I'll wear my shirt. Mm-hmm. You you better. Mm-hmm. I ex- highly expect you to wear your shirt. All right. So now that we're done, I said I was going to do this, and I know we don't have a probably a whole lot of time, but I said I was going to ask you what your favorite scene from each movie was. That's true. You did. So from phase one. From phase one. So starting with Iron Man. What was your favorite scene? Doesn't have to be like the best. It's just what was no, your what your favorite scene? Most, Go ahead, Kyle. Your, or do you need a minute? Mm, probably mine was when Tony was just like he was having a press conference, and let's see, that was one, right? Yeah, that was one. He was yeah, having a press conference, end? and he was just like tired, and all he wanted was a burger, and he tells like everybody to just like sit down, sit down. Yeah, that's right when he got right back. at the beginning. Yeah, that's, yeah. that uh, that's right when he got out of the limo. Yeah, when he's like, like I just for some reason I I got so much that I like, but that's that's the first thing that popped in my mind. So that's what I'm going to go with was just him just chilling, eating a burger, and like leveling with everybody. But the way the crowd react, like all the reporters and stuff, that are just like cautiously sitting down. That uh. I don't know why that one stuck with me. It did. There's got to be a reason, but yeah, that one stuck with me. Right. So my favorite scene was when he um, was first Iron Man and they were recording him and he shot the tank with the little teeny tiny missile and then just the slow turn and just the walking away with the explosion in the background. Like to me, that's just a very, very iconic scene. Right. So that was mine. What about you? Mine is when he's uh, hugging the belly of the fighter pl- fighter jet. When they think he's a bogey and like uh, Rhodey's calling him and, you know, and they're going through that whole little back and forth. Okay, mm-hmm. it's me. Yeah, it's me. You're right, you're right, right. Um, so I feel like, I don't know what, but that that's one of the, my favorite scenes. Uh, resonates with you. It just, it just resonates with me. Um, so. All right, All so right. the next, it's Incredible Hulk. Hulk. Uh-huh. Mm. Kyle? Do you need a minute on this one? Well, Hulk? Hulk, we've talked about it. It just wasn't super memorable for me, so I'm just going to go with any scene with Liv Tyler because I love her. <laughs> Good call, sir. Good My call. Right. Liv, I know you're listening. Agreed. Just, you know where to find me. Uh, Kyle is single. You know where to find me, Liv. So my favorite scene is the opening scene in where is it Brazil where they're at? Um, the mm-hmm. 
the whole flight scene because it's just the it's just the introduction and it was just so complex with everything that they had going on and it was just one continuous shot so i really liked that mine is uh the end fight scene between him and abomination the uh, the final fight scene where he ends up putting him in chains and all that hanging him yeah. up and everything that that was a really good fight scene that really just it was two just total powerhouses just slugging it out right there for you so that's what you yeah. loved yeah all right uh iron man 2 Are you starting with me or? Yep. Yep. Go yeah. some order. I like the scene um, when they they were on the racetrack. And like, I think I told you guys about this. Like the reason that movie sticks yeah. with me is because I it was one I watched with my grandpa. And I absolutely, I really, really like Mickey Rourke in this movie for whatever reason. I just, the visual of his character is really cool to me. And so, you know, that may be coming from, you know, not having the comic background. I know you guys said there's some stuff that just didn't mesh well, but me right. coming in fresh to it, I love the, the, uh, you know, the, the look of his, his character, but when they're on the racetrack and he's just like flinging shit around and like their first, was that the first time they confronted each other? It was on the race. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. That, uh, the brief when he had his whiplash. Yeah. When he had the whiplash stuff. Yeah. yeah. That, that scene. So mine is the end fight scene with War Machine. I just love War Machine. <clears throat> Always have. And then like when they were doing the circle around when all those enemies were going after him. And, you know, you see the see it going around and you see Rhodey with the uh, Gatling gun on the on the, his shoulder just hitting everything. And they're just, you know, fighting back to back. I just really liked that scene. Both those are really good scenes. Mine's a uh, Scarlet when she's beating up thirteen people to Happy's one. Yeah, <laughs> which is a great scene. Yeah, I would say that's a close second for me. Uh, Thor. Thor, I've got two that stick out in my mind. They're not like super specific. It was uh, plain clothes Thor. Um, I really like is that it just kind of detracted from the whole superhero thing that in him trying to like figure out, you know, Midgard trying to figure out Earth, you know, in this place he is. But in the, the other one, which is like a stark contrast, is when we, when um, I don't remember when it was in the movie, but you seen like all of Asgard and it lit up. I think it was at night. And I just remember how awesome the effects look and how like pretty it looked you know it's the best way i can describe it like the, the asgard just looked amazingly beautiful lit up at night so i really liked i'm actually in between two because i liked the fight scene with the destroyer with the warriors three i just thought that was i just i like the warriors three but i think i don't know why this stands out to me it was when Thor was hungry and was eating the pancakes <laughs> just because he was plain close Thor. And he's like, what are these? You know, and it's Jane being Jane, Eric being Eric, Darcy being Darcy in this just, it was just, I think it was just the interaction for me that just really made it a really, really memorable scene for me. 
Yeah, and I had two, but my first one is the end scene there when he sacrifices himself for his friends um, and becomes worthy. And then Jane, the first time Jane sees him in all his get up, she's like, that's a good look. But that whole when he when he totally redeemed himself there at the end and got his uh, got meow meow and uh, his armor back. And then the other one is the the original uh, Jotun, Jotunheim fight when I hated yes. it because he was putting all of his friends at peril because he was an idiot. Mm-hmm. But that made me hate him. And like we had talked about, how the hell are they going to do this movie where I know they're going to do it somehow, but am I truly going to buy into the redemption? And yeah, they totally did. So that's mm-hmm. those two. I forgot all about Darcy calling it meow meow. And meow meow. That's probably up there too, just because it's Darcy. Mm-hmm. Right. And we love Huge Darcy. cat. Yeah. We love cat Dennings. Mm-hmm. All right. Captain. Cap. And you have your own cat. Mm-hmm. Captain America, the first Avenger. Um, that one's easy for me. This one's gonna be. Uh, this one's gonna be really hard for B Rob. Yeah, just to pick one for him. Mine, mm-hmm. um, was um when he jumped on the grenade before before he was full on cap when he was still just you know wee little Steve when he jumped on that grenade without mm-hmm. missing a beat that going back like. Like I've, I've made it pretty. I was like, I didn't. Cap was probably Cap, the first Captain America movie was probably one of my least favorite movies going up to it, and then I went back and watched it again, and it it shifted up the ranks quite a bit with my mm-hmm. uh, subsequent viewings, and especially this last one. And then that scene is the one that really sticks with me. I love that scene, just showing I, showing I'm, where his actual you know his his power is. After he becomes super soldiered, but it's his power is not being a super soldier. But it's not, yeah. It's 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 all derived from a a good place. He would, if he was still little Steve, he would still be trying to do the same stuff that he's doing in mm-hmm. the Avengers. I'll go with the grenade scene too, and because this is where you first see, um, oh, what's her name, Haley Atwell, like her character falling for him too this so i it's just a wholesome scene i really like it i'll go with that that's a very good one um so again i think i got two but my my number one is the first real match square off between cap and uh, red skull in the bunker after he saved after he saved bucky okay they're up on the catwalk yep it is just such an iconic rivalry and it was good bad just man it is this is if i could have envisioned it and wrote it myself that was just a perfect first time seeing that and and then the other one would, would be um what you guys were saying is jumping on the grenade. grenade i mean yep. that, that that is that is that's cap honestly i tell you my my second below that would be the uh, flagpole scene yeah that's yeah a good one. the flagpole scene is good just shows how smart Cap is. I like the Red Skull reveal too, though. When you see, when you get to yeah. see his face, and I, that's kind of like a bittersweet, good scene for me because, like you guys said, they could have done a lot more with him. 
And I feel like there was so much more that could have been just, like I said, coming in as the movie guy, solely the movie guy into that. I, I, like, I wanted more of him because he mm-hmm. just visually a freaking cool looking character. Yeah. Of course, I would also go with Peggy Carter walking into the bar in the red dress, too. Also, right. a I very think about visually the, the cool watch. Scene. Yeah. The yeah, scene. the watch. The watch. That's a that's a very good scene too. Where, where she's watching the film and she sees her mm-hmm. picture. And yep. She sees it. Tommy oh. Lee kind of looks at her and she's yeah. just mm-hmm. <laughs> giddy. Yeah. yeah. All right. Now the most recent, the Avengers. This one's hard because there's a lot of really cool scenes in this. I mean, there's the there the Loki Hulk scene, which that's probably going to get it for me just because of the laughs. Um. There's, you know, Cap, you know, getting the reference. This one, this movie, even though it's probably like the most action-packed movie out of all of them, I think all my favorite scenes are like the funny scenes. You know, the ones that made me laugh. So it's hard to choose it between Hulk, Loki, or Cap getting the reference, or Coulson's little subtle, you know, talking about his cards being in mint condition. Right, like between those three, I'll probably have to take Hulk Loki though because that's that's the good belly laugh one. Right, I'm gonna go with the whole 30 minute fight scene because that is a scene. You're gonna take that as one scene. Um, I'm gonna take that as one scene because it's hard for me. It's really hard to narrow anything from that. Like, I mean, yes, there's always you know I think everyone's gonna say at some point it Hulk versus Loki. That's such an iconic scene that's such a great scene Mm -hmm. but i just love how they did the dynamic they did the fight scene they did you're talking about the battle of new york scene the battle of new york scene okay i just i really liked every single thing that they did with that like once that happened i mean that just cemented that movie for me right Just, just you know nail in the coffin i'm done what about you, sir? Um, like you said, I think the, the Hulk Loki is obviously the first one I think of, but then I also think of um, the initial square off between um, Thor, Cap, and Iron Man in the, woods. In the kind of forest. I yeah. think that was a really, a really good one. And then we also had a, earlier talked about the first really team up circle mm-hmm. where I was just waiting for Avengers Assemble and then go, yeah. but they it was just you know you see Scar Joe load up and then Hulk roar and Hulk uh, cap strapped the shield. I mean, they're all suiting up. They're, fine. they're all ready to go. Suiting and up I together. thought that was a really right. That was a very um, iconic scene. Right. So, so that was fun. it was fun. Um, what are you reading or watching this week? I am continuing to get pissed off with every chapter I read of Ready Player One. <laughs> um, very angry, Hulk smash. Such a good um, book. And then it, it it's it's very good, but I'm so glad I'm reading it after watching the movie. His, his kids are gonna walk in the room and he's going, "Be Rob Smash," and he's just gonna be throwing the book down on the ground. That book made right. made me research it try to see if there was a term or anything because a lot of the references in that movie were from like early 80s to mid 80s like there's a lot of stuff in there that was before even though it feels like it should have been within our time it was like we were like five or six 
right? Or we were like super young for that, but I like it made me feel nostalgic for a time period that I didn't fully experience. And so I'm just trying to see like, is there a term for that? Is there something you know? And but damn it, that's a good book. Right. Yeah, it's awesome. And I'm, so I'm still plowing through that when I get time. Um, and then watching, I am on, I'm halfway through last season of Flash. So I'm still trying to finish the last season of Flash. You're so still I can, trying to power through that. Yeah. So I'm still trying to get through that. So um, how is that? How is the last season? I heard it was kind of, um, yeah, it's okay. Um, I don't think I feel like um, some people did that it really has gone downhill. Mm-hmm. Um, not to name any names of certain listeners um that felt like the show just continually went down like arrow and all them um i feel like it's kind of maintained i just there's always like two or three episodes that are just so much better than all the other ones um but uh i continue to enjoy it so as long as you're enjoying it that's all that matters right yeah i like i said i think that um it's interesting to for them to do characters that i'm not familiar with or you know weren't really a thing um and it's really cool to see what they're doing with uh, Frost. I continually like to see that arc uh, that they're making with her character. So Yeah. Well, Killer Frost is such a complex character anyway. Right. So, Kyle, what are you reading or watching? Watching. I'm still on my X-Men saga trick. I'm like, I've been trying to finish Dark Phoenix for like, four days and my kids won't let me like i get going and to be fair even if you're watching that by yourself trying to struggle through dark phoenix is probably like four or five right. days by itself yeah I mean, your kids are trying to save you yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like trying to save your immortal soul i'm this far like this close to you know my completionness of that like i like i made no qualms about it. i'm terrible about starting something and not finishing the series or finishing the run like i'm going to do this which i still i guess i still have uh what is it new mutants or yeah was new it? mutantes yeah, yeah. new this. mutants is amazing after this so like i want i want to get this knocked out and then get to that um and then you know now hearing after hearing you guys talk about it and facebook and internet ads just berating it in my face, I'm going to try to probably start watching the boys uh, maybe this week or next. So, But I've, I've been watching a lot bef- of Every Man's Guide to Nerd and Playback. I've been editing eight-hour-long episodes. Yeah. <laughs> and before we get to you, Chris, i got to ask this question because I've been meaning to ask it. So, okay, because I can't remember for the life of me. So there's the Runaways TV show. Right. 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 Was there, wasn't there a movie very similar to that where the kids get powers are put in camps yes there was and i cannot for the life of me remember what the name of that movie is that movie was called it's been driving me nuts for two weeks now and even when i type random shit into the computer it doesn't come up with i know what the answer is well and it wasn't an official marvel right right but it was Marvel very similar to the Kenneth, Runaways. Right, right. Um, I know what you're talking about. Give me, give me some help, Discord. 
if you guys can remember, let us know. Uh, it'll hit me eventually. Okay. Yeah, it's. I know what you're nuts. talking about. I know what you're talking about. It was probably mid 2000s came out. I was thinking. No, it would like be more 20, like. Yeah, like the tens. Yeah. Um. It's not the darkest minds, is it? Just going through here looking. I think. I think that's what you're thinking about. The they're they're separated by colors. There's oranges. Yes, that's exactly what it is. Reds were the destruction. Good one, Kyle. Well, I'll use my Google foos. I don't know the movie. Oh, did you? I just so, uh, yeah, I just searched for kids with superpowers in camps movie. It's based off of the book series. Box office bomb. Yeah. Yeah, it was a box office bomb, but I liked it. Yeah, no, I did too. I just could not for the life of me remember. Yeah, darkest minds because they were the kids were separated. Like the reds were the the explosion ones. Um, orange, I think, manipulated. Um, I think that was like minds. Blue was like emotions, maybe or telekinesis. Yeah. I can't remember. I should remember uh, Rue from the Hunger Games was on it. Yep, she was the main character. Yeah, that's what I I just couldn't for the life of me. Yeah. One, I don't Kyle. know why I didn't search that, but nice work, Kyle. Yeah, it's been driving me nuts. Good with the Google foos. Okay. Chris, what have you? What are you reading or watching? So I am in the middle of rereading Vision Quest. So I found my old copy of Vision Quest, rereading that. Um, and then we are having um, our getting ready for a third watch of Raya and the Last Dragon. Only three. Only three. Oh, you gotta We're remember. on 18. You're on 18. On 18. <laughs> so, because we have to watch it in parts, you know, as uh, much as... Yeah, as Neva's much already as... decided that that's what she is for Halloween, and I get to be Chief Benjamin. You get to be Ba? Yep. That's awesome. Um, so, I've we've already bought... I bought the... Um, Target has an exclusive only little set where mm. Raya can actually ride um, Tuk Tuk and nice. all this and then i had to go back today after work because um she wanted a dragon so i got the dragon for her and then the human form doll so it, it b rob i remember texted me saying this movie's awesome like and then he i can't remember if you put it on facebook or discord or somewhere or you texted it to me one of the somewhere i put it on facebook facebook he said this is the movie we need right now and he is exactly right this is what 2021 needs it's a movie about hope and trust and that's something we are sorely lacking right now right. and it is just oh i remember like my boss at works like I, before it even came out it's like it's it's gonna be terrible got terrible reviews heard the cinematography is amazing no, it's a great story. The voice acting's on point. Kelly Marie Tran got got Disney redemption. Uh, for sure. The, she got the hose just to get redemption. Yes. And the whole cast, the basically the whole cast is Asian. They made a South Asian movie with an Asian cast. There's like two people that are white in it. One of those is Tuck Tuck. Alan, yeah. It yeah. amazes me how he gets all those. I mean, he does all the voices for like things like that well he and uh d bradley baker who right. was um appa and momo and avatar yeah. but yeah they those guys are really good but yeah d bradley always gets that stuff and the um, other part of that post that i said you know this this movie is what you need 
is mm-hmm. you also need to watch Ted Lasso on Apple TV for just a feel good, um, really feel good movie. Jason Sudeikis, American football coach who gets hired to go coach soccer in, in Europe. Um, and she's just so positive. He's the most positive person. And it's just a really good feel good show. And that's the kind of that's the kind of shows we need right now. So, good recommendation, sir. It's I was super excited to watch it. Oh, that yeah, was awesome. Oh, was and amazing. then we watched um, also what is it, Ulysses and Lauren Ulysses? Oh my God, that movie was amazing. Right. If you that all haven't girl watched did that, such a good job. She did a great job. Everyone in that movie, the little boy, killed me. Like. I laughed so hard this entire movie and it's based off of a book. I really hope hysterical blindness isn't a thing. Cause I may get it someday. <laughs> he fell over. <laughs> His superpower is amazing. So if you haven't watched it, if you want to watch something fun with your kids, that's just a great movie and it'll make you smile the whole time. Watch that. Great movie. Yeah. So uh, B Rob, what did you learn this week? Um, man, I, I learned again, I think I've said it before, but, um, it's okay to be selfish. It's okay to take time for yourself. It's okay to, to just, again, just, I, I can't say it. I just take that time for yourself. You get so involved with the things you volunteer for coaching, uh, you know, your family, uh, work, um, and just other obligations that, you just get wrapped up in it and it, mm-hmm. it's okay. And so it's, it's so, so easy to just feel bad about that kind of thing, but it sure. is so important to take 15 minutes for a run, take 15 minutes to read a book, whatever it is. Um, be selfish. It's okay. Cause especially now in this time and everything we've gone through in the last year, it's, it's so important mental health wise to do that. Yeah. Very nice, sir. Uh, Kyle, um, uh, kind of two things. Uh, I'll do the the more. Well, I guess it's kind of serious. I don't know. I'm smart ass with both of them. I have learned that everyone on Facebook is a uh, economic expert. Apparently, the <laughs> the state of the world and the economy and prices of things and whatever. Um, by all senders, it just it. It physically drains me to, and I'm, I'm not picking one side or the other because both sides of whatever. And that's, that's what wears me out is that there's two sides and there's, there shouldn't, there shouldn't be two sides that I, I have to make myself like not look at things because it wears me out. Like it, it just drains me. Um, so I guess I'm learning not to do that. And then, um, uh, you know, kind of had to force myself because I've got a, uh, uh, got a fear of heights, right? Like I don't like being off the ground period. And these, this nice little wind we've got last few days of, you know, 40, 50 mile an hour winds blew some of my gutters off my house. So I, um, I learned that I can, uh, I can get up on that ladder and, and fix the shit that I need to, because, you know, I mean, I had to, and there was, I needed to, I had to get it done, but, um, uh, one of those kind of facing your fears things. So, you know, I hated it. I still don't want to be up on the ladder if I don't absolutely have to be, but it's just one of those things that had to be done. And, and uh, 
did it, but yeah, still sucked. <laughs> Being up on a ladder on the it's edge good. of the house, the wind blowing, and my only backup was a five-year-old telling me not to fall. So <laughs> thanks for the reassurance, little guy. Bob. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're doing good. Don't fall, Data. Good tip. Good tip. <laughs> Chris, what did you learn this week? I learned uh, apparently it's okay to do whatever you need to to win a fight, including uh, biting a uh, child. Um, I bit a kid once. Uh, <laughs> I relearned um, how much I love my tushy and not my butt, but my uh, tushy bidet. Ah. Uh, when I, uh, really had to go at work and I missed it. Like I got like physically you missed sad. Oh, I thought you meant like you missed no, the I, toilet. No, I didn't miss the toilet. No, I didn't miss the toilet. I just got sad. Like clean like, up aisle three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I said, it's Daughter like, party of 10. Did your work shitter different dimensions than your home one that you. <laughs> no, it just, you get like, you get so used to it. Like it's such a great invention and the tushy's like the best one that we've had like hold everything on home court advantage like you first made. world problems it really is first world problems but like i found home. myself getting sad physically sad but it's amazing and tushy you really need to sponsor us i will promote your product left and right your shit left and right literally 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 <laughs> um if you all don't have a bidet you are missing out I said it. I'll say it a thousand times. You are missing out. It is a game changer, especially with a squatty potty. Oh, you get the you like the double threat there. I oh, I got the perfect posture. You're so yeah, high class shitting. I'm it's smooth. getting real. I'm smooth. So, well, B Rob, thank you so much for sticking it out with us through 85 episodes of uh, phase one at uh, 268 hours of recording. So thank you like. so much. We, 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 we love, we love having you on the show. You, you bring a lot to it. So thank you very much. I, I appreciate it guys. It it's been an awesome outlet. I've really enjoyed it. Um, I look forward to a, uh, taking a little bit of time off and then you guys asked me to come back for something that I know probably even less about. <laughs> I, had a, I mean, I, I learned a lot uh, from you on this because this, this run is really not my strong suit. And, uh, and so hearing you two go back and forth about the comic lore and, and things. And I'm just amazed at how well you can remember movies from way back when, um, yeah, I've learned a lot from hearing you two guys bounce stuff off each other, which has made me want to go and research and read and rewatch and do more. So, yeah, thank you for that. Well, I promise I will be underperforming at anything after this. Well, so, good. We, this we was kind of my, my jam. So I, I appreciate had you on. Well, <laughs> well, and the reason we kind of hurried this last one, too, just so you all know, is B-Rob's. Uh, you're coaching, aren't you? Or are you just helping? Yeah. Um, so I coach her and then I assist assistant coach with him. So uh, he has so baseball you know. starting it's spring. Right. Um, if you've, I played baseball, it's time consuming. 
it's extremely time consuming and he's got two of them and we'll see you in uh, 2022 sir yeah more power to you everybody so no but you just give me a holler whenever you get done and you want to come back we will uh yeah i think well, just give me up a day when you guys know that you know if you do pro wrestling or you want to do sports we or, have a list whatever. of like 85 show ideas, i know so it's i feel like you should end. do about 30 that don't involve anything that, <laughs> that, that i'm not on and then you know then i'll get back in because i feel like people are just like oh jesus are they ever going to get this guy off of here are they ever going to stop talking about the avengers phase one oh uh, no we are now yeah we're done with that now yeah, we're done we did we're that. down now <laughs> right we're done done mm-hmm. as well as you guys did wandavision i'm really excited for falcon and winter soldier yeah. for those next, narkies if you decide next, to do that oh we are and it's next week we're just we're taking a nerky week off because uh right i don't want to get started on another nerky series when falcon and the winter soldiers literally a week away right uh, I, I, you guys did such a good job on that. Thank you. I, everyone but brought up some really good Justin. points. Yeah, except everyone for, except for Justin and his beautiful hair. Because yeah, so if bitch. he's not listening to our podcast, he's never going to hear this. So true. We can say whatever we want about him. That's right, you beautiful bastard. <laughs> so, uh, thank you all so much for sticking it out with us mm-hmm. for phase one. Um, We'll start phase two, but I think we need to change to some other topics first. So our next topic will be with props. We're going to be recording this. Well, it may not be Sunday. I get my second shot, the COVID shot for on Saturday. So I I might be good to go 24 hours later. I might not be. So we'll, uh, uh, Kyle and I will talk about that. But we're going to be doing a cosplay slash um, prop building uh, podcast with um, Mr. James Props, Blasted Props. So that'll be a that'll be a lot of fun. Looking I'm looking forward, forward to, that to that one. Yeah, yeah. So uh, with that, thank you all again for listening to us. I'm Chris, and I'm Kyle, and thanks again, B Rob, for being part of this ride. <laughs> You guys have a great night, day, or whatever it is um, where you're listening, and be good to each other. And go watch all the stuff that we do. Yeah. <laughs> and wrap. Nerdcore rise up. It could get elevated. Nerdcore rise up. It could get elevated. Nerdcore used to be just a made up word. MCs shied away from belief. Rest assured.